And welcome back to episode 87 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, a podcast by crew for crew. I'm one of your hosts, Big Keith, and joined as always by my co-host here, Big Joey. Hi. I'm still here. Yes. And we have a special guest this week, and I will let her introduce you by her name herself, so I don't butcher it. And Yeah, it's because you can't say my name, apparently. It's Lara. Yes. Big Lara. Very big. Nope. Well, not that very big. Just, so just big Lara. Very Lara. Sorry. Okay, the biggest Lara. So yes. as we were getting ready for this, uh, I want to point out that Keith cannot say Lara. No. So I'm trying. Keith, what is the drummer for Metallica's name? I have no clue. Oh my God. Lars. There you oh. go. So do that, but with an ah at the end. Lara. Okay. Nailed it. Okay, but not yeah. So not Laura and not Lara. Well, I know Laura's and Lara's, and like everyone's. And very... now you know a Lara. Okay. I, I'm actually, you really missed the opportunity to go Larza there. That would have been way fun. I was, gonna, I was just going to say Larza <laughs> minus the Z yeah, because this, this is in Canada, so we don't pronounce the, we don't spell out uh, Z-E-D. Okay, so good stuff. Well, now we're done picking on Big Keith, at least for one segment. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, everybody? Or anyone? Uh, I've got Liquid Death. Nice, which one? You got a big just one, Jesus. The regular one. Well, yeah, like, I, they're they're all... <laughs> They're all the size of like a baby's arm now. Like they're so for some reason just gigantic. I I had an ad on those like a, I think it was like a, a I think it was actually now it was a it was a targeted ad. Um, what is it? it like uh, the company called Misfit something or other where they like take like stuff that's out of like almost uh not not expired but just kind of like products that have uh, changed their manufacturing or their distribution. So they just have like all this old stock they want to get rid of. Um, so this other company buys it and sells it at like thirty percent off. But I guess Liquid Death is bringing their manufacturing to America, I believe, from what I saw. On, on, this is all based off the random ad that I saw yesterday or the day before because they're making their cans like twenty percent bigger. So now there's like there's just a yeah, this to, is the bigger. Yeah, so they're trying. So if you go to this specific company that, that, that the targeted ad got me on Facebook or Instagram, you know you can get them for thirty five percent off. Uh, but then you got to pay shipping and stuff, so it's probably a wash at that point. We can start a new segment on what's bigger, the can or my beard. <laughs> 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 and just a heads up, this can actually won. <laughs> nice. That is a that that gives true meaning to the word tall boy. Laura, what do you got? I have something very fancy, which is just a bottle of. Northport, Florida, well water straight from the tap. <laughs> High class. All right. You're in Florida. Yes. All right. I got a new one this week. Uh, so it's a hop water. It's a mango hop water. And uh, it's pretty good it's, to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, oh. it, it, it's, it, it's got that like slight hint of alcohol, even though it's not alcoholic, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I I like hop waters more than I do like beer almost. I think like if I as far as like it tastes, it's like beer adjacent, but doesn't taste like piss. I don't know. But it, uh, I've been are you drinking? Are you drinking the wrong beers? Like, are you somebody peeing in your beer? I don't know. I just <laughs> give me my Mick Ultra, give me water. So, but like the handful of IPAs I've had over the years, uh, when I used to travel a lot with some of my buddies that were big into the IPA stuff, I just they were always like weird, like pumpkin beer or. Something, I don't know, just shit that did not jive well with me. We could, honestly, I think, uh, if we ever just have a guest bail at the last second, we'll just have a big, long talk about beer. And I'll give you all the ins and outs of all the stuff I know and I've tried and hate. That's why I drink the same beer almost all the time now. <laughs> yeah. But I know you said, like, I wouldn't like hops, but I don't know, this, this these hops, the hot water, the, what the fuck's the name brand of it? Just hop, hop water. Hop yeah. water, I'm a fan of. I'd have to try it. I think I've tried three of them now, and they've all been... Like yeah, a seven but, or a, a seven out of ten or above. 
that's because they're watering them down. Yeah, like okay, a so real yeah. a real juicy IPA is gonna be the more most hoppy thing you've ever had, mm-hmm. right? Because the hop water is watered down and then added uh, ingredients. Well, that's why it's called hop water, not hop. Correct. Touche. Touche. I have a fun story about that. One time we were doing a um, we were doing a beer a brewery tour, brewery, the steam whistle tour up here in Toronto. We'd done it multiple times. Every time we go to Toronto, because they had this thing where like your ticket only gets you two samples, but if you're there during the week, they don't care. They'll just free pour you as long as you have a bracelet. So if we were going to like a concert or something, we'd always go to the steam whistle brewery and just, just get all, you know, liquored up before the the thing. And when they, I think the third time we went, we brought a couple of our like uh, friends that hadn't gone before and they did something new where they handed out uh, samples of hops and barley. So you could see them taste the, or see them, smell them. And then they said, but warning, don't taste them. They're awful. So sure enough, I turned to my friend and I go, dude, take a bite, make them look like a dick right out of stupid troopers. Right. Take a bite, make him look like a dick. Show him that it doesn't taste that bad. My buddy That's takes asshole. a bite. Oh my God. He starts gagging and coughing. And he's drinking beer to swish it down. <laughs> he's like, that was the worst. And then I swear to God, within 30 seconds, you just see, like, because we're passing down the cup. You see this guy at the end of the line immediately hand his beer to his partner and bolt for the washroom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then my other buddy goes, well, you know what he just did. But anyway, don't don't eat raw barley and hops. <laughs> so how was, uh, how was uh, Big Scott Dodd's uh, blanks fitting you this week, Joey? Oh, uh, so I'm actually kind of pissed if I'm being honest with you because larges are now getting a little small on me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm just washing them too hard or something, but I, I, I guess this, it depends on the blank, right? Cause this is, this is nice. This is cozy. This feels like what a medium used to feel like. Right. And then I've got some other larges that hang off me. I kind of, you know, I like those, but no, this is a, yeah, I'm, I've got the red one that he sent me the, the, the deadlift dungeon strongman gym. Got skulls on it. But I was like, yeah, today'd be a good day to wear that one. Nice. Uh what what, what about you, La Lara? Nice. I think I got You're it. You're gonna go on the whole episode, isn't it? Yes. Excellent. Uh <laughs> I'm wearing my comfiest shirt, and it's from my gym. Well, not my gym, the gym I go to. Nice. House of Wong. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm uh rocking out a little whole whole uh, uh home gym con t-shirt tonight uh in honor of the you know our affiliate link with them so go ahead and use uh code unpaid if anyone's interested in uh, going to home gym con we actually had a uh jake sent me a, a dm today saying someone had just signed up for that so appreciate whoever that was uh hope to see y'all there in april that is pretty exciting uh last week's episode dj yeah. cummerbund so i was amped about that one and i got my overrated underrated question on there because I was the one that suggested Macho Man. Oh, nice. We knew what the answer was going to be, but like, I wanted to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, great episode. Dude seems like he's a lot of fun. I think Tanner even explained the thing I always talk about I love when they get a guest on. And the guest thinks this is going to be like super serious and gym talk. And then like you almost hear every episode where the guest kind of clues in that, oh, no, this is going to be silly. And they're not going to ask me anything that I thought they were going to ask me. And I enjoyed that, that Tanner referenced that because it, it Cumberbund was just like immediately like relaxed and having fun. 
So that was cool. I like the story about where his name came from. That made me laugh out loud. It's just so random. If you were wearing a cummerbund, you'd be dead. Why would I wear that? <laughs> yeah, it was in like a was it was at like a sawmill or a construction yeah. site or something on that butcher. Yeah, okay. he was working yeah. in a butcher shop or something. Yeah, but either way, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give that five. Massonomics Gym iPod touches. It's a good rating. I uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, just definitely not familiar with who he was, other than like the episode where they talked about him like last year, and I still didn't really get it. And like I thought he was actually an artist, not just I. I don't know. Like I still kind of don't really get what he does. Like I've watched a couple of his things. I did watch the 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 pants feet feet pants whatever the fuck that was. That <laughs> I was. Still um, la- I'm a tanner on that one. I will laugh uh, every time somebody brings it up. It was just like, I don't know, like I listened to music so little, like I kind of, I mean, I don't know. It's like for me, I want my music to be music, not a parody, but that's just, that's me. Like, I don't, I don't know. He's, uh, I'd say he's not doing parodies. Yeah. Well, it's the, the mashup thing. I mean, it, what he does, he does what he does well. Like it was, they were well created. I just don't get why, I guess. Um, but I mean, if he's, he's, you know, if he's, I did feel bad for him because he said he wasn't able to monetize. That was like, damn, dude, you're putting yeah. all this at like, what do you like? If you have for as many followers and views as you have, you're not making like tens of thousands of dollars off monetization on YouTube. Like, where are you getting any income? Like, what is his, I would, I would have been curious to see like, what is his, if he has a full-time job, if he is a legitimate DJ that like, like goes and still hustles on the weekends and shit, like does he play his own shit? Like, does he get hired to do his own stuff or is he solely just put out content? And, but if he does that, like, unless he pushes it all, unless he like only has his money from his Patreon and shit, like, I don't know how he's making ends meet. So that would have been interesting to learn a little more about, but you could tell they were excited. I don't, I don't, uh, a lot of episodes you can kind of tell maybe they're not overly, it's not that they're not excited for the guests, but it's like, it's people that are just like, you know, fitness adjacent and kind of in their field. So it's people they might've already met or they've met their friends. And it's just like, it's just, you know, talking to people that are already in your circle, whereas this was like someone completely out of their wheelhouse and someone that they both fanboyed over. So it was very neat to see them kind of giddy to have like to interview someone for the first time, like out of their wheelhouse. So uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, so for all that, for all those reasons, uh, we'll go ahead and give it the uh, the five Massonomics GM iPod touches. Laura, that's up to you. What what would you think? Well, I, I have to confess, I haven't finished it yet because I was trying to, I was hate reading a book and I just had to finish it. <laughs> so it like cut into my podcast time. But what I did, what I did finish about halfway through, it's for sure five iPod touches. Well, that's, that's, that's fair. That's a good rating. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll let uh, big, big Kevin tie that up and see if it, uh, you know, what, what, what the mean medium mode is for us. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to you next week with that average. Uh, did you guys see the, the, the seven days of chicken bake that, that Tanner has been orchestrating? That is the most outrageous thing I think I've ever seen. I could not imagine eating up to five chicken bakes for seven days in a row without being allowed to consume anything else other than like water and Gatorade and shit. Like, fuck that. If you're listening to this, I know it's too late, but do not drink Gatorade. Don't, (laughs) you don't need any electrolytes. You don't need like, oh my God. If I were them, I'd be drinking greens. I'd be yeah. like, I'd be smuggling some of those greens in just to make sure I'm getting any type of fiber because <laughs> like, uh, but Tanner's insane. So it, it, it made me laugh so hard when I saw that he was thinking yeah. of doing it. It's not like a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, if they can get content out of it, like even if it's only a reel, but if that reel pops off and they get like, you know, a few hundred thousand views or something, you know, and that equals like 10 t-shirt sales and five podcast downloads, I mean, it's worth it. Like it's only going to cost them like under $500. Like there's no, I think, I think initially it was five per day and at like five per day times seven days, it was only going to be a couple max. hundred bucks. Yeah. Max only, five yeah. But I, but I think, but I think he pulled those restrictors off. So if one of them wanted to fucking buy like 20, like, I mean, regardless, it, I can't imagine it's going to cost them more than 600 bucks to, to feed off all three of them. And I don't think they're all three going to fucking go all the whole week. I think someone's going to tap out like, or they'll just, they might not publicly tap out, but they'll just be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to eat the one a day and go back to our normal stuff. But uh, I would be curious. Um, at least one of the guys is crew that hasn't been on the the, the podcast. We might be able to get big. Uh, I always butcher his name, but I know his name. But the one that looks like, uh, you know, the the more muscular version of Big Matt. Uh, Sam? Yes, Sam. Yeah. Thun- yeah. Yeah. So so Big Sam hasn't been on the, the podcast. So I think it, I would say if Big Sam can hold out all seven days, we'll, we'll get him on the podcast in the next couple of months. And uh you know, have him tell us about his chicken bake fiasco and uh, <laughs> the, the 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 poop story's got to be epic coming out of that because I don't know they're they're either going to be nonstop or they're not going to happen. Like it's going to be one of the two. Like there's no way you're staying regular with putting that in your body and only that in your body. Like something's got to change. Ugh. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, that's what I meant was a bad idea. Yes, like, <laughs> to do the to do it to eat it. I mean, yes. it just sounds like no. Yeah, that would definitely play with my intestines. Not fun. Uh, anybody get a chance to watch the new YouTube video that uh, Tanner put out today? Uh, fun story. I fell asleep through it because <laughs> I was laying on the couch and thought, no, I got to get ready to watch this. But I, at seven o'clock this morning, I turned to Morgan or whatever time I woke up and I was like, today's going to be long. I'm already tired and I've been up for half an hour. And sure enough, I got home from work and ate dinner and then I sat on the couch and said, all right, I'm going to watch this video. And then I was out and I woke up to the, because obviously it's Tanner's voice the whole time. I woke up mm-hmm. in the middle of the DJ Cummerbund because <laughs> it went directly into that afterwards. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Not that the video was boring or anything. I was just so exhausted. It doesn't matter what was on the TV. I was passing out. Yeah. I feel that. I, I wish they would. Uh, sometimes I wish they would come out at like three o'clock on, on Thursdays. Cause usually by four o'clock I'm already home and then I'm already like trying to like do like, you know, watch TV with my wife or something to where if it came out a little bit earlier in the day, I could just watch it while I was like, I could watch it in the background or just have the, have it pay, playing while I'm driving home or something. Not that I like, I don't want to necessarily be watching YouTube while I'm driving, but I could just have it on in the background and consume yeah. the majority of it that way just for the, the content. Uh, but I'm glad to at least put them out on Thursdays. I think for a while they were doing Fridays. So I'm going to just, Go out on limb and say, just for our ability to re- <laughs> to to review them weekly, they they have switched to a, a a consistent Thursday release specifically for us, so we have some more content under our general topics. And even if that's not true, I'm gonna believe it is either way. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. My YouTube watching is usually in the mornings, like before mm-hmm. the kids go to school, and so tomorrow morning is probably gonna happen. Hey, there you go. Uh, one thing I did like about it, uh, I was just literally looking it up and then completely forgot to, to mention it. But my wife was like, uh, what's, uh, what's that tattoo on Tanner's calf mean? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. Let me ask him. And the fact that I'm friends with Tanner, it's pretty easy to get an answer. You know, I think I had an answer from him in, you know, on, on YouTube in like, like four minutes and, uh, it, it, it meant strength. And then he was like, well, at least it's that, at least that's what they told me 20 years ago, but who knows? So I got a kick out of that. <laughs> then I had to screenshot it and. Had to screenshot it and send it to my wife, and she was like, "Oh, you really asked him?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not? You asked me, I gotta ask him." Yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah, just makes sense to me. 
All right. Um, the Glaze Search new feature. Is there only Nate, one new feature? Well, I'm sure there's 27, but Nate just <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Nate, has to up, Nate has to update his resume on LinkedIn that he's like, you know, the, you know, you and you, uh, you know, ad- administrator, as well as the Glaze Search ad- administrator, and then like, you know, list all the features that he's created for it specifically. Uh, no, but I think what he added this week was you can uh, just get a random movie uh, rec- recommendation. Uh, it's one of the features on there now. So it's just, it'll pull one of the 4,000 or so ratings to just, you know, give you a, hey, w- watch this. So I don't know where he pulled that one up out of his butt at, but, uh, you know, he seems to be having fun with it and we're not going to stop him. So it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think we could. No, he's definitely even if we tried. <laughs> like, there's there's so many other things. Like, like we've been trying to get a, uh, you know, we've been trying to get someone to make up a a, a, a a I am crew video, and Nate's over here spending 17 hours on Glaze search feature <laughs> that that he's going to use himself basically. <laughs> but you know, we 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 can't get I I am crew to go viral yet. But we're uh, maybe someday will help some someone out there will help us make a YouTube video because I think T- uh, Tanner specifically said if all if literally if someone makes a video he'll they'll post it you know to YouTube so. Uh, this is this is the challenge to any crew listening that just wants to literally make some kind of a, a reel or a slideshow or any kind of video, uh, and you know we'll get the uh, the I am crew music in the background, and you know it'll you know see see if we can get it to go viral on YouTube, or at least make it easier for people to access and listen to. Yeah, yeah, definitely get a a recording of it with a proper microphone and backing track too. Might might not hurt, but mm. that sounds harder than it is to say. Well, speaking of hard, are you doing some hypertrophy work that's uh, probably not the easiest? No, no. I, it, it's like, so I was doing this, I was doing yesterday's workout, and it's like week three of hypertrophy. And it's like, oh, you're testing your, your six rep max today, right? RPE 10. I'm like, okay. And I do it. And then it still has me doing another 36 fucking reps. And so I was just like, it's hard work. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not like sweating and dying or anything. Like I'm not upset. I was just in my head thinking like, I, it can somebody who understands this better than me, explain the benefit of completely exhausting yourself and then still doing another six by six. I don't like my head can't grasp the logic because either a, then you didn't exhaust yourself at RPE 10. You did not do a 10 rep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't do your max because you had more to do after, or those sets are going to suck. Yeah, and essentially the rule I got or the answers I got from the crew was stop whining. You're doing it wrong. You're doing this wrong. But I was like, no, I'm literally just curious as to like what the methodology is behind that, right? Because in my head, like it just doesn't make sense, and I got no good answers except for Jake. Finally, ended up just private messaging me, being like. Okay, here is the thing from Juggernaut that explains that. I was like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> like, it's, I wasn't sitting here like, I can't do this. It's hard work. It was more like, like, is there a point to doing this? Or is Juggernaut just trying to kill me? So I just yeah. thought that, that was pretty funny. It sparked a whole, it looks like two days of conversations. And yeah, I all I keep up with all that on there. I was just like, oh, they're still talking about RPE and sets. Yeah, and max effort all I really wanted to like... know. That's all I really wanted. And then also the next day, I'm also testing my six rep squat. And it's like, well, yeah, like, it's just one of those things I did for me. I don't understand this. I just do juggernaut what it tells me and things are going okay. I was just like, what is the science behind utterly exhausting myself and then doing more? And then like by the end of that bench session, I had done over 50 reps. 
And that's insane to me. Yeah, it's a lot. Because, like, by the end of it, I'm just like... <laughs> so, I was it. That was it. It was just uh, the crew not being helpful for a few minutes there. Well, I mean, it's just one thing we can count on for the crew. It's, it's to literally come through on the most irrelevant shit that we don't need help with and, like, make memes and, like, be very insightful and, and have a million comments about something that really doesn't matter. But when you, like, actually have something that, that matters or you ask for help sometimes, it's just, like crickets <laughs> yeah well maybe hypertrophy isn't for you that's not at all what yeah. i suggested here it's like let me let me answer the question you didn't ask uh <laughs> but no I, my 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 buddy big chris does uh you know the juggernaut down here in the basement with me on sundays and i'm just like you've been squatting for like an hour and you're still doing sets but like in in the in the back off percentages are only like 10 percent less yeah whereas like if my coach does something like that and like we are going to do back offs like it's like 40% less or 30, 30% less because I can't like my body won't be able to handle necessarily like, all right, give me one top set, like one heavy hot top set. And then the rest is just fucking high, like, like, like 60% hypertrophy, not fucking 80% hypertrophy because my joints ain't going to handle that shit. Yeah. But I'm also getting stronger. Like there are obviously noticeable changes since I started using juggernaut. So I'm not going to like say it's not working, but it's just like it, it logically it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Right? Like, run for your life for 20 minutes. Okay, now let's go for a brief jog. No, like, that's not... Your body's gonna be like, fuck off, dude. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Last point before we get our guest on, or before we do our ad read here. Uh, Nate sent me a really fun podcast today, and I thought this was was career relevant. Speaking of you saying you don't understand uh, DJ Cumberbund. Uh, And essentially... It was uh, The Art of Manliness, which I don't know if you guys have listened to. I've never heard of it. Um, surprise. Uh, and the guest on there wrote a book about reclaiming fun in your life and how important that is, um, you know, to to pursue, to, to measure, and to actively think about. And he said that uh, it reminded him a lot of my approach to almost everything. Mm-hmm. But particularly, I'm, I'm imagining he's thinking of my approach to powerlifting meets and yeah. of what I do in the crew is just like basically just having fun for the sake of fun and how much healthier that is as adults because we don't do it. You know, we, we tend to think that everything requires a purpose and everything requires some sort of um, higher level thinking and there's so many of us and and you know if you're listening to this and this this if this resonates with you then sometimes you you know maybe you just got to give in and just be utterly and purposelessly silly and fun for a little while so i do want to encourage everybody to to think about that and think about the last time you genuinely had fun and you were at your happiness and, you know, we don't have to do that right here, but like, if you're thinking and you're listening and, you know, you're going about your day afterwards, think about that. And if you don't have an answer, that's fine. That's not your fault. But maybe the next time it comes up, it's time to plan for some fun. So big, big up well, to Nate. I have a question about that. Okay. So, so I don't know if you're familiar with the types, like types of fun, like type one fun, type two fun. She she labeled okay. them as real fun and junk fun. Okay. Is what is what her labels were. Okay. Well, it sounds like I'm down for both of those types of fun, but type one fun is you're having fun while you're doing it. You know you're having fun. And then when you're finished, you look back and think, wow, that was a lot of fun. 
mm-hmm. type two fun, when you're doing it, maybe you're not realizing that you're having fun. But then after the fact, you're like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I would say like doing some sort of athletic endeavor that's challenging type two fun. Maybe in the in the moment you're like in pain or whatever, but then when you're done, you're like, yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe so, a six rep max on on bench. Exactly. <laughs> and then doing more after that. Type two fun. Uh yeah. Um there's this author, she called it uh like real fun, which um I think she had three things. I'll have to go back and re-listen because I was driving, but it's like um a genuine connection with somebody else, um, feelings of joy. And um I think I forget what the third one was. She said that in almost all instances, nobody had fun alone. That in every story where somebody said they were having genuine fun, it's because they were having a connection to somebody around them. Um, laughter was a big part of it. So, like, I would say the last time I had, like, real genuine fun was the powerlifting meet. Dancing around, singing my stupid Don't Shit on the Platform song. Like, that was fun for me. Uh, but then she also had junk fun, which is the stuff that we think is fun at the time. And then at the end, it doesn't really last or resonate. So social media, um, movies, television, like that stuff's not real fun. We are just wired to enjoy it because dopamine and, and all that shit. Um, she also wrote a book about detaching from your phone, but I think I'll read the de- phone one before I read the fun one because. Just, just make sure you download it on your phone and read it on your phone. So, you know, it really <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> anyway, we have this game we like to play. Yeah. Just wanted to thank Nate for that. It was nice. Um, I haven't even told Morgan yet, but it was, um, I always say that the nicest thing you could do for somebody is see them. And I felt seen by Nate there. And that was really awesome. Thanks, Nate. That's by, yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, that was, Ed, uh, I'll briefly tie onto the, the, to where you're talking about joy. Like I definitely felt some joy last night in my gym. Um, the, the, we started letting the cats downstairs in the basement. If someone's down there with them to supervise them, cause it's not really a, you know, that there's still shit I need to do to quote unquote cat proof it from kittens. Cause they're still getting into shit. They shouldn't be. And I have to like put away some certain chemicals and stuff. And just like, there's just like loose construction materials and stuff. I got to get out of the way basically. But, uh, like they were both kind of just chilling and got some really good pictures. And I broke out some of, uh, uh, or other, you know, our deceased cats, uh, toys that I had basically put in a box a year ago. And, that was kind of the fact that I was able to open that without like completely breaking down or anything because I was doing it for a purpose to like give them a toy to play with in the basement. I thought that was like I was really happy that I could do that. Uh, and then like watching back my videos of me talking to them like before I was getting ready to do my set and just like, you know, if they were looking at me, I would literally like like just like pause for 30 seconds to go pet them or something like all caught on video. So like watching that back when I was trying to edit my clips last night, I was like, oh, I, I was, that was pretty fun. So having a little bit of that back. Uh, so I will say, because when you had mentioned like that everyone only has fun with other people, I will uh, add in that like, I think, you know, you can include pets into that and you can definitely have joy and happiness and and fun with, with pets, uh, you know, sometimes more than humans, honestly. Yeah. I mean, connection, when I say other people in general, I probably just meant other living things or even sometimes connection to like the sun and stuff like that. It was also mentioned. I know I enjoy being in the sun more than anything. Anyway, Lara, yeah, Lara, big Lara, Keith, Lara, real big. As, as, yeah. I, as I, as I, uh, you know, inadvertently said earlier. Do you have an ad read for us today? It's I do. All serious I stuff. do. I think it kind of, you know, fits into the conversation we've been having as well because 
if you're if you're looking for a podcast and you want to hear high level stimulating discourse with the the greatest minds in strength sport maybe you should check out table talk <laughs> but if you're just looking to have a good time laugh a little have some tomfoolery some silly goose silly goose moments well then massonomics is where you need to be tomfoolery that's a good one that works i like the uh the the, the misdirect there a little bait and switch i enjoyed that <laughs> i was like oh she's uh pulling a zinger on us good good well well done thank you uh, thank you thank you all right should we get our guest on the horn yeah let's kick all these looky loos out and see if we can't uh track down the guest okay uh, i believe they have logged in yet big lara is that you that's me all right welcome to unpaid and underrated the uh the the silly podcast about nothing <laughs> so i guess the first step uh the first question you know um you are active but i would i would say that you're not overly active in the discord so a lot of the questions we're going to be asking are new and hopefully some people listening get to know somebody who's you know what we call the lurkers um yes yes um so first question is what brought you to massonomics it, it was it jordan um Probably inadvertently because the gym, Jordan has, you know, as most gyms do have, well, you know, cool gyms have banners and whatnot. And massonomics banners are, of course, in the gym. And I am, I'm never one to like have a question and not find an answer to it. So I was like, well, what's this massonomics? And then I find out, oh, this is a podcast. And so um, I love podcasts. So, of course, I have to start listening and like, I'm pretty particular about the podcasts I will give my time to just because like if your audio is bad, like, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> in this day and age, like I just can't. Yeah. Can't. Keith, plug in your microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the last five episodes should be money. <laughs> yeah. Much better. But, um, uh, so that like hooked me from the beginning. That's like step one. And then I am always down for a silly goose time. And so then I realized like, oh, this, I mean, exactly what I, I said earlier, like, this is, this is the place that I need to be mm-hmm. when I just want to like, listen to some friends, have a conversation. You found your people. I found my people. Okay. So, um, on discord, you're obviously just big Lara. What's your discord? Yeah. What's your uh, Instagram? Can we, can we seek you out? Yeah, so it's Lara Running Wild and L A R A. There's no U. Um, and I have to say the like the great irony of being big Lara in this setting is that I'm only five feet tall, <laughs> and I compete in like the 114 class, so I'm like definitely not big, but I'm big in spirit. I'm big when in spirit. When you're here, you're big. Yep. There we go. We are all uh, big affiliate. Uh, so, what's the time frame on that? Like, uh, how long? How long ago do you think you actually? Uh, like, when do you think you first? uh sought out the podcast it's hard to say because my relationship with time is pliable um (laughs) and i i don't i have a really bad i have a really hard time keeping track of like when things happen um but i know if i like try to think back it was probably to the beginning of 2022 okay i think 
So yeah, at least a couple of years. Like I, I, yeah. part, part of me after booking you was kind of afraid. I was like, Oh man, did she just join like a month ago and only listen to a couple episodes? Cause like, I wasn't sure if like, uh, you had only joined when Jordan Wong did his episode, like what, maybe two or three months ago. And so I was just, but it was like, you know, we, you know, it either way we were going to run with it. And I was kind of intrigued to be like, well, what's, what's it like to interview someone that might possibly be that new to crew? Uh, well new to massonomics in general. So new to crew, but at least two years listening to the podcast. So that, that, that actually jived with a lot of people. Yeah. Cause there's, I mean, there's people from 2016 all the way up to just like, you know, even this year. So it doesn't really matter. You're all crew. You're in the discord, you know, you're a supporting member. So you are just as welcome to be here as anybody else. And we just, we just like, yeah. That backstory, essentially, it's always nice to kind of see where people, the fact that everyone still gets it, no matter if you really came on a month ago, two years ago, six years ago, like, like 95 to 98% of the people still get it. Like there might be a couple people that just kind of don't, and they probably will never make it on the podcast and will eventually see themselves out of the discord, I'm sure. But like, I feel like we all charge back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we all pretty much get it. And the ones that don't are pretty obvious. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm kind of confused to begin with how somebody gets in the crew without understanding what's going on. Because yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we're hiding the fact mm-hmm. that <laughs> this is, we're not hiding what we are. So, yeah, I mean, you like really have to have some like mental gymnastics to get into the crew, not yeah. understanding what the crew is about. These guys are doing a, a chicken bake challenge for seven days. I better get in there and be <laughs> real serious. Let me pick fights in Discord with everybody. <laughs> let, 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 let me like call people petty multiple times that are like established members of crew. Because I mean, <laughs> you know, there's definitely some of that in the last six months. I'm like, oh, okay. You just want to pick a fight with people, okay? Yeah, and that doesn't usually last long. No. Oh yeah, somebody must have called you petty. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't remember that, but no, I go on. It was does. 1 million percent a thing. And then it, and then I like stated my reasons of why I had that opinion. And then he reiterated that I was petty and I was like, Oh, okay. We're not going to get along. So I'm just going to block you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I would say I don't necessarily disagree uh, sometimes. Oh well, yeah. But you're, yeah, it was, just I'm, a, that, I'm allowed. That, that instance, someone you could just tell they were picking a fight, just to <laughs> picking a fight, and I didn't need that drama in my life. Only I'm, I get to I'm, fight I'm my all friends. about the joy and and you know and being silly and and the fun, happy, yeah, the fun. He that wasn't fun, and I need fun in my life. <laughs> that wasn't fun being called names. <laughs> uh, so, Lara, have you uh, purchased anything from Massonomics yet? Yeah, I have, and I have to tell you, my crowning achievement as far as purchases go. Um, my husband just got into powerlifting and his first meet was in December. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like the ch- chillest guy, like no fuss, no muss, go with the flow. And he's like, I, I, I need a singlet. I'm like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'll buy you a singlet. <laughs> he's like, okay, great. So I get him the, the deadlift socks. I get him the massonomic singlet. And so he's like, yeah, this fits fine. Not knowing, you know, one thing from the other. And so he's completely decked out for his first meet in Massonomics. So that's definitely my favorite favorite purchase. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what you got. That's what got you on my radar. And I was like, oh, I'm going to add her to the list because that's, <laughs> that's just, that's great. Like, that's so, like, influencing the spouse to just be decked out and, you know, crew attire is very cool to see. But he doesn't, he still doesn't even know. He's not going to know until he listens to this podcast what I did. So, and then, and so I'm ratting myself only, out. And it's funny for you 
which is great. Oh, I think if you've learned anything, funny. there's so, a, a lot of us that spend a lot of money to make ourselves laugh. So yeah. when a when, when a random person me uh, DM'd him asking for all you know pertinent details about you, did he get that it was for Massonomics slash unpaid and underrated, or was it just like oh it's just a random podcast for work? Like does he have any clue like that it's about what it's about? Well, I think what I told him was, um, I was at one podcast that Jordan was on because, and he, it's possible he thinks I'm talking about table talk. Mm-hmm. I didn't really clarify. So we'll see what happens when it, when he listens, if he, if he puts two and two together. Well, sorry to disappoint. Uh, this is <laughs> not, not table, table talk. talk. <laughs> I will not be sniffing every three seconds into the microphone. <laughs> so bad. That that still gives me that was worse than what Nate did with his freaking the uh, ASMR read. Oh God. That was so you bad. know what? I is- I never noticed it on Table Talk and to, and then somebody pointed it out and I still didn't notice it. And then I was kind of listening to some more of the Massonomics on Table Talk last last week and just he did it once. And I I have a thing. I don't like body fluids and I don't like like human sounds. Like my kid likes to go like for fun. And it just, it grates me. I'm working on it and doing some stuff to get through that. But he did that while I was driving and I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> I had to go listen to something else. <laughs> uh, well, I know Joey usually doesn't like talking about what people do for a living, but I'm very intrigued by your job. So we can talk about it as little or as much as you'd like. Uh, just do you want to tell the listeners what you're currently doing for a living? Yeah. So um, it's great because I work for myself. So I'm my own boss. So I can't get myself into trouble. Um, <laughs> but I do, um, for to put it as succinctly as possible, I do like podcasts uh, manage, uh, managing and um, do, like stuff related to that. So I, uh, I feel very deep in my heart when you were saying about like the microphone, like the mouth noises on the microphone. So I have to deal with like a lot of that editing and that's just a sound you never unhear. Mm -hmm. It just like lives in your head forever. So yeah, that's what I do. Um, Let's me work my own hours, get the kids off school, get the kids from school, get them to, you know, all the places they need to go. Um, Yeah. I've been doing that for a while now. And then get on, get on unpaid and underrated and think these fucking amateurs. <laughs> no, no. I would so, never judge. Um, are you, Oh, Keith, go ahead. Uh, do you have a background in action? Have you, did, did you have your own podcast? Have you been on podcasts before? Like where did, how do you get into this? If you, you don't already have kind of a, you have to have your feet in the water in podcasting world, I'd imagine, right? Well, not exactly. Okay. So, okay, so this is this is how it happened. Back in 2020, been in like in the before times, <laughs> I um I was working for a Chinese company, and then you know something happened with the world, and I very quickly saw like that the Chinese government changed some laws about uh, remote workers, and I was like, this isn't a good situation for me, so I need to like get a pivot out of this position. So I had a friend who she does virtual assistant work and she's like, you should do it. You know, they're so versatile. You can kind of make your own gig out of it. And I was like, all right. So I started doing that on the side and it just started off very um, random with like 
just like the most, like, like I had a guy who ran a pool company. I did like random tasks for him. And then eventually I started getting into clients that I wanted to work with. And, um, one, one of my very first clients, she had a podcast, but I wasn't doing her podcast for her. And then over time, she's like, I want to do less of like the managing of my podcast. Do you want to learn how to do this? I was like, yeah. And then I figured out, hey, I really enjoy this aspect of what I'm doing. And I already had some other clients um, who one came to me. She's like, hey, do you know anybody who does podcasts? Because I think about starting one. I was like, well, actually, I do that. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Right. And so then it just kind of happened organically and then like word of mouth. and then. that's kind of how it grew. Just um, referrals from current clients referring me to their friends or like the the friend of the friend, and yeah. Well, uh, I mean, as 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 your as your husband knows, you are on the Table Talk podcast, so we we have a huge audience. So if you want to go ahead, and, <laughs> right, uh, if right. you want to plug your business, your website, or anything, feel free to now. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm pretty low key as far as like marketing. Um, uh, you can contact me through my Instagram. Um, I do have a website. It's Charm or Virtual is my website. Um, you can also contact me through my website, but yeah, that's what I do. Ooh, yeah, that 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 was that was awesome. I I was very intrigued by that. Uh, I don't. I think I think I cut Joey off earlier. So if you get a follow up, I will I will tag myself out for the next round. Uh, well, I just also wanted to point out, Nate, don't get any ideas. <laughs> we we are still the unpaid <laughs> crew here. Um, <laughs> is there any clients you think? Um, we would recognize that you'd want to talk about, or do you kind of want to keep that close to the chest? Uh, you probably wouldn't recognize any of them. They're like all in, well, they're all in like the health and wellness space, but like more bodybuilding and oh, like yeah. physical therapy. So like adjacent worlds, but not like mm-hmm. commingled, I would say. All right, that's fair. Just thought it might, might, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, I know that one. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you could have said a name and I would have been like, go great. And probably mm-hmm. had no clue oh, what yeah, it is totally. anyway. A yeah, smile and nod. Yeah. This, this might be a stat you're familiar with, but probably not. Uh, as far, um, how many active podcasts do you think there are like currently in the world? Oh my god, I don't like, even know. What do they consider active? Well, Napoleon, like, there's no way to know that. Have you put out an episode <laughs> in the last six months? Have you have you put out two episodes in the last six months? It's millions. It's got to be. Is, is it literally millions? Like, or is it like hundreds? It has of thousands? to be. Like, like every like, white guy with millions. a microphone has one. Right, like they're out there recording their their hot takes and putting them out there and getting canceled. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it's millions. <laughs> it's got to be millions. Seriously, it has to be. That's that's crazy. And we are, you know, the fact that we're pulling in a couple hundred people a week. Uh, you know, that's that's good enough for me. I'm happy. I'm still I, shocked about that. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it's. I don't. I don't know. I know it's. There's definitely at least thirty people that listen every Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure there's two hundred people that have it downloaded. Like, because just because all you have to do is subscribe and it downloads. But like, mm-hmm. are you listening? I I don't know. But yeah, it's still pretty cool though. I'm, I'm I'm happy we're still doing this. You know, nine months later or whatever it's been. No big things coming this year though. We're gonna oh, yeah. we'll, we'll bring them back. Um. So the question here is, where do you live? What are you from? Oh yeah, typo. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no i think that's perfect that's yeah. perfect what am i from i am from florida and as being from florida that is what i am from so no that's totally accurate you nailed it uh, well that was that, that was segment number two of picking on keith <laughs> I, was, I, I had that one coming nice. for sure that yeah was, that was that was self-inflicted <laughs> 
yeah, I was just a little surprised there. So, um, I'm, 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 I'll read a little bit of this. This is your life kind of session here. So you used to bodybuild and do yeah. bikini comps, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then decided to start powerlifting and you had your first meet in 2022. Yes. But you had another meet in 2017. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the the quote here is, I know nothing about it except she didn't like it. So tell us and Jordan why you didn't like it. So I am the type of person who like I get an idea in my head. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I know nothing about this, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So back in 2016, I got to like backtrack a little to give you the full picture of how just like dumb I am with jumping into things. Back in 2016, I sprained my ankle and then, cause I'm, I come from a running background. So I sprained my ankle. I then ran two races that weekend on the sprained ankle. Cause I didn't want to not run them. Mm-hmm. And then like, I really fucked up my ankle and then it was weeks before I could run. And I had a cousin or I have a cousin and she is a bodybuilder. She's like, well, why don't you do a competition since you can't run? I was like, okay. So I hopped into like a prep for a bikini show. And I was like, well, that was fun. Now what? And <laughs> then I was like, well, I see these powerlifting things. Let's try one of those. And um, I did like cursory research to like find a meet sort of near me. And I tried to, and I know nothing about powerlifting at the time. So I tried to find a local coach because like, I don't have like squat form or bench form, like never in my life had I benched. And so I tried to find a coach who's local to me so I can maybe like get some like hands-on help. And I find one guy who is in my town and I'm sure he was like a great coach for a certain type of person, but he wasn't the <laughs> coach that I needed. And so my experience with that coach was mm. like, just not what I wanted. Um, just too aggressive. And then, or, or what was the, no, like I'm a, I'm a person that has lots of questions Okay, so. and maybe he's not, a, he's like the, just do what I say type of yeah, coach. Yeah. Like, don't you trust the process? I'm like, oh, no, uh, I didn't, not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> or at least want to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, so I finished my training cycle with him, went to the meet. It was, uh, and like, I'll say this, but I'm not like talking shit about any federations or anything. This is just like the fact of what it was. It was a USAPL meet and it was very, like, there's no music playing. I didn't know anybody. Like nobody was like, the crowd wasn't involved. Nobody was cheering for anybody. And it was just like, I don't know. I felt like it was at church or something. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I did that. I don't ever want to do that again. That sucks. <laughs> um, so then I like at this time, this was I don't know, over a year of not running seriously. So I was like, well, I'm going to get back to running now. And then COVID happened and I had just achieved like January of 2020. I had just achieved a like really big milestone for my, my running goals. And then I was like working towards another one in May. And then all of the races get canceled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. So I was like, well, I have some equipment in my garage. I can start lifting again. And then I jumped back into bodybuilding. And then I did that for two years and then got really like tired. Like I realized that I do not have the the natural 
gen- you know, genetics to be competitive in bodybuilding. So I was like, well, I can get stronger. And um, Northport, where we live, it's a pretty tiny town. And we're, our gym situation, um, I, at the time, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. So I was going to like an anytime fitness, just because that's what was there. And uh, my friend, who was all like, I met at the gym, uh, her name's Meg. She ended up getting uh, uninvited from the gym because she was using a tripod. And yeah. yeah, so she was using a tripod and she's like, fuck this. I heard my friend told me about this, this other gym down the road. Come with me. I was like, yeah, fuck anytime fitness. Mm-hmm. And so Welcome. then I walk into Jordan's gym and uh, saw everybody powerlifting and all these really strong women. I'm like, oh my God, this is way better than not eating or getting lean. (laughs) So uh, then my daughter, um, at the time she was 10, I think, if the math maths, she was 10. And she like randomly started asking to come to the gym with me. And Jordan was like, yeah, of course she can come to the gym. And then she gets into powerlifting and does a powerlifting meet. And I was like, well, my daughter's doing it. I mean, I, th- I got to do it. Maybe I'll have a better experience this time. Sure enough, it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. And so now we're powerlifting and having a lot of fun. Which federation was the better federation like, that you ended up having better fun in? Well, the federation that they're so Jordan puts on the meets and mm-hmm. he does RPS. But I've come to realize it's not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily the Federation. I think it's the meat director. hundred percent. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, I would say, I think that there are times there's jokes to be made about the difference between some of the federations. Cause I'm in WRPF and one of the running jokes is that we are just so laid back and lazy and like just fat guys lifting. Whereas some like USAPL and IPF and all that are like serious people. So I was just wondering if that's kind of what happened there, but it is. It's usually the meat director for sure. Yeah. Even the gym, the crowd, it got, it's kind right. of insane that like you were like lifting in front, like of people that weren't happy to be there. That's so weird. Yeah. And like, I, there was a video I, I had found and like posted on my Instagram of like my final deadlift from that meet at the USAPL meet. And then my final deadlift from like one of Jordan's meets. <laughs> and you gotta listen to, you gotta listen to it with the sound on because like you could just hear a pin drop. In that first video, final third attempt deadlift, not a sound. <laughs> it lifted in a golf like. Oh yes, like golf claps or like you know snaps. <laughs> mm, yes, very good lift. So mm, three white lights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would, I would, I would like to do one meet like that. Just utterly sure? silent. Like you just, you just walk out, you lift, and you put it down, and you nod, and you leave, and that well, is literally what it was. It would be. Like, because, you know, if I saw it coming, I think it would be hilarious. But, like, if it was my first meet, I would hate it. Like, there would be, like, this isn't what I want to do with my time. So that's, I can see the value in it from a funny perspective, but not from, like, a legitimate USAPL perspective. Yeah. So I won't be doing that again. All right. So there's the story. Jordan, if you're listening, now you know. You saved, you saved powerlifting. You saved powerlifting. So do do you and your family train together? Like, do you actually have it to where your schedules line up uh, that like you, your husband, your daughter can actually go to the gym together as a family and kind of like train together and do like sets together? Is everyone kind of on their own time? 
we have some days where we can go all together. Um, he like Saturdays is like squat Saturdays at the gym. So, um, we'll usually get to go on Saturdays together. And then like Sundays, the kids come with me and we all lift. Um, but usually Michael's, my husband's working, but yeah, it's cool because now my son is, he just turned 10 and he signed up for his first meet in June. (laughs) So like now we're, we're all doing the meet in June. It's just, everybody's doing it now. It's contagious. I love to say that. I always love doing meets with my friends. Like that's, that's to me, it's like, I'll do any federation if I'm not alone kind of thing. Like I, yeah. like, like, uh, you know, I, I, I have USAPL literally in my backyard as of like, like two years ago, one of my buddies who owns a gym, uh, has been took, took, took over as a meet director for USAPL. Do I love USAPL? No. Do I wish I could pull on a deadlift bar? Yeah. Is it a lot cooler to do a meet that's five minutes from my house versus driving 90 minutes? Fucking A, you're right. It is. And I can still yeah. like. <laughs> And I can at least get three or four people that are my buddies to come like help me and watch me and hang out with me, even if they're not competing. Whereas if I had to drive to Niagara Falls, like, yeah, and like one person came out to Niagara Falls, I think with me or actually nobody one other time. So it's like, I'm, I think I'm good with going to Niagara Falls unless it's like a big crew of people uh, if I have the opportunity to lift locally. So I think going forward, yeah, I'm going to do a USAL, USAPL, USAPL meet in Rochester in like March and then do the lift hard in July pretty much, you know, every year until something changes. Well, I mean, you could just make friends at your meets. No, I mean, I even know the people. It's just, it's, it's, it's more fun. I don't know. Like I've got like my core group of people. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's so much more fun to, you know, I, I think every meet I do, I like gain followers and follow oh, people sure. back in every meet. Yeah. And some of them I still talk to today. Right. Like my first unsanctioned meet, I still talk to Josh. Right? He's a strong man, but he was like, I'm just here to see what I can pull. And yeah, like we still chat all the time. He's a really cool dude. Nice. So the key is to just be fucking menace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll attract <laughs> the silly people and they will want to follow you and talk to you after. <laughs> there you oh, go. Speaking of being a, a menace, is uh, having your own chickens, is that, is, is that something, are, are they menacing or are they pretty chill? Oh my God. Oh, it's so funny that this is a question <laughs> because... <laughs> We had one round of chickens. Okay. And they were very friendly. Well, I don't, they weren't all very friendly. Some of them were assholes, mm-hmm. but for them, like they were, like you could call them and they'd come for treats. Like they're very food driven. Um, and then one of our hens hatched some eggs. And now we have like a new round of chickens. Um, all but one of the first round have, you know, gone to chicken heaven. But um, so now these new chickens, they're they're just scared of everything and like they don't even come have treats with me anymore it's kind of sad but um i think i i work from home and i'm by myself all day so like i have to rely on the chickens to entertain me (laughs) and like talk to them so like they used to come and like we'd have like snacks together these don't these chickens don't want to have snacks you have a good opportunity for uh a meme or a video where all the chickens come running to you and then you just look at the camera and go See what you're doing, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure it comes out before this video goes <laughs> or before this podcast gets released. Cause I think that would be a really fun addition of the chicken bake challenge. Oh, I'm that's showing how slow I am because I didn't register the overtime <laughs> of the chicken bake. So it's just like because we're all I was I didn't get up there. Yeah, it could be like a video of you looking at the chicken bake challenge, and then all the chickens come running and you just turn to t- like turn to the camera and just be like this is what you're doing, Tanner. 
look at what you're doing to them. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Like, <laughs> we need 700 of these little hatchlings to be yeah. this badass crew for seven days. Well, see, these chickens won't come running. They go, they like go oh, flying away like I'm a predator. True. I'm like, no, I feed you. What is wrong with you? Oh, that would actually even be like you showing them the chicken bake video and them flying away. That would be <laughs> that I could that I could handle. Okay, chickens. They would They're play good. along. Check out this chicken bake video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, my neighbor had chickens for a while, little smelly little buggers, and they always got out. And I was afraid of them because I was so young. Because like, when you're 14 or something, you've never seen a chicken in your life. And he's like, "Oh, go around outside and grab it." And you're like, "No, <laughs> it's gonna flap. It's gonna flap at me, and I don't know what that means." And, and um, now they're I'm, basically like dinosaurs. Yes, Murph would agree. Uh, Murph is afraid of of. Well, no, Murph has a healthy respect for dinosaurs, she calls it. <laughs> Not a fear of birds. Like it's a respect of dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I love that there was uh, multiples of us that had like went into her uh, her comments the other day when she did her like flashback of the the the, the outside gym, the patio gym. And I think I, I mean, a couple other at least two other people said something to the extent of like, you know, you don't have the gym anymore because your fear of birds or your hatred of birds or something <laughs> to that extent. So like the fact that that's still living on is makes me chuckle. Uh, all right now you go ahead i'm scrolling here there's some good stuff in here but the uh well i don't want i don't i'm gonna make you ask that one because that's uh so you're a big reader uh it looks like so did you you knock out 52 books in one year that seems a little uh a little more than i could do yeah it was 50 i think my that must have been for my husband i think he's giving me extra credit oh there you go yeah it's 50 well, like I was saying earlier, like I had to, I haven't finished podcast yet because I was hate reading a book. Like I, this is a book that everybody is like, Oh, this is such a great book. You have to read it. And I got like halfway in. I'm like, this is a piece of shit, but I have to finish it. I've already invested this time. I have to finish it. Now, so. are you more of the, the, the standalone novel reader or do you like books in a series? Cause I can't stand standalone novels. I only really want to read books that are part of a series. Yeah, for I mean, not intentionally, but mo- I guess most of what I read are series, except for I I love autobiographies, so okay. those are like standalone. But like, um, I love fantasy, um, like Lord of the Rings is my favorite. So, uh, series like that, yeah. I, I tried getting Lord of the Rings books, but like I don't know, like I I found them so late in life, and I found them after I had already like read modern fantasy for like a decade and then trying to like read Tolkien, which is good, but it's so dated. But, and I get that it inspired everything that I love, but as someone that like loves what he loves, trying to read something to me that is like not as good because it's so dated. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it super hard. I don't know. I just, they weren't bad, but to me they weren't like as enjoyable. It's just like modern. Like I'd much rather like read Brandon Sanderson than Tolkien. God, I knew you were going to say Brandon Sanderson. I, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with Brandon Sanderson at all, but I just like, I could feel it coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then let's, uh, while we're on the subject, let's go Mount Rushmore, uh, favorite authors. Okay. How many presidents are on Mount Rushmore? Four, five, four, four, four. 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 Okay. Okay. For sure. Tolkien. Um, let's see. Oh, um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name hold on it's, it's i gotta look sometimes isn't it like Pier- uh, pierce brown okay the red rising series i don't know if anybody knows that 
off the top of my head. Oh, it's excellent. Um, that's two. What else? I'm just so all over the place. Can I say Tolkien again? Uh, that's it. Just all good. Like, uh, <laughs> you could we could switch it to books if you wanted to, because again, authors are hard sometimes because it's like yeah, you know, it's their, really their whole tough. body of work. But uh, it's it's all good. Uh, do you utilize Goodreads the the app to like? Catalog? I do. I love Goodreads. Goodreads. Oh is, yeah, it's my favorite. Uh, I I would be lost without it because it's like I don't want to. Can we be? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Can we be friends. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. I I will actually. Yeah. Well, I'll find you on there. Uh, that that's. Good Goodreads is my jam. Basically, anyone's not familiar, Goodreads is like uh, the Glaze search. Oh, Glaze Reads already is that through my head. If you're listening, go ahead and get in there. <laughs> start the Glaze Read and and attach it to the, <laughs> the Glaze Rating. <laughs> glaze Reads. I I don't think it'll be compatible because on Goodreads it's it's one to five and IMBD is one to ten. So like my scale, he'd have to he'd have to figure out some kind of algorithm to to offset the fact that it's two different uh, pace or uh, rating scales. Uh, but yeah, no, I have good. a. I mean, don't go on my good re- good read good reads judging me for the ratings I give because like I don't give almost every book I read a five stars just because I like I feel bad. Like oh, you, do, you, you, you do. Like oh, you, you yeah. tried you tried really hard. I'm just gonna edit and enjoy it, but I'm gonna give you five stars anyway <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Yeah, no. To to me, the 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 baseline. If I finish the book, which is like I pretty much finish every book, is it's a three, unless it was just bad. Uh, and then it's you know it'll go up to a you know a, a lot of a lot of them get fours, very few fives. Uh, and I think there were some like really shitty books. I think I was forced to read in high school that I was like, oh, this is horrible. Like I'm to one. No, thank you. Yeah, I I haven't read a fiction book since university, so that was probably about fifteen years ago. I I I pretty much only read. Nonfiction at this rate. I have ever read a. I don't never read a, a nonfiction book in my life. I yeah, don't think so. We had to read them in at some point, and I, like I want to say, the last one I read that I enjoyed was The Great Sargassian Sea, and ripped it apart. To be honest with you, so right now I'm reading Arnold Arnold's book. Be useful. Yeah, uh, I read that. It was great. Uh, I I read very slowly. I don't actually enjoy sitting down to read, so it has to be something I really need to read. Um, and then I have the John Moxley autobiography going, he's a wrestler. Uh, and those are the two I got going and starting strength. That one I haven't picked up in a while. Cause every time I pull it out, the kids try and steal it. So I can only read at night. And by that time I'm exhausted. How old are your kids? Four and two, four and a half God. and two. Yeah. You're in the trenches. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, but I, I love them. It's, it's, it's exactly where I want to be. Uh, that is amazing. I found as my children have aged, I'm definitely like more for the older children. That's mm-hmm. more of my jam. I would did not. I was not thriving when my children were five and under. So yeah, I, I definitely. Well, I mean, when I say it, that I mean, it's where I want to be a father in general. So I will go with them, and I'm sure at some point I'm going to miss the kid they were. But that just gives me a chance to to love the kid they are. And uh, speaking of that, one starts screaming because she's like. I want to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we were ragging on him for saying Lara wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we we understand that words like oil, boil, and oh stuff God. um are well. We get ragged on all the time. I don't know how many episodes you've listened to. My Canadian accent gets called out at least once an episode. Um, and we were ragging on Keith for for saying for not being able to say Lara. So, what <laughs> what are the words? And is there, do you think there's like a background to why you say them differently? 
Oh, absolutely. It's because I was born and raised in Florida. And (laughs) um, my mom is originally from Tennessee. My dad is originally from South Carolina. So I have very Mm. two distinct Southern dialects that I grew up with in my house, plus Florida redneck. Um, (laughs) And you amalgamate the three of those and you turn out with me, (laughs) my children, my daughter, she well, she's relentless. Like I will change my word choice just so I don't have to say a word with like O I L in it around her because she's relentless. She's brutal. But it's like kids are brutal. Yeah. She, yes. So it, the way that it's strictly words that end in O I L or well, I mean, I'm sure there are other words, but that's the one that always I'm like, I know she's going to say something if I say this word. So like instead of saying like, um, like, inst- I'll say dirt instead of soul, or I'll say I gotta go. Mm, like, there like, it is. I don't know. I'll like, give me the uh, instead of give me the olive oil. I'll be like, give me the the jar that has the <laughs> yellow label. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that that makes me chuckle. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. We, we, we don't like teasing people too hard, but I'm glad I got a couple <laughs> of the twangs in there. From you, so I actually could oh. like register what it what what it was what they were talking about. Oh yeah, as soon as yeah. as soon as you said it, I was just like, oh, I recognize that. Like I've heard that yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I was um in fourth, no, second grade, second grade, I switched schools, and on my very first day at the new school, we had a spelling test, and the teacher's like, just take it. It doesn't. We're not going to count it for anything. Don't be nervous. I just want to see where you are. And one of the words was Washington, like President Washington. And I was like, all right, W, blah, 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 blah. And I turned in in my spelling test and I got everything right except for Washington. Let me tell you why. Because my dad, being from South Carolina, says Warsh. So I thought there was an R in Washington. Yep. So (laughs) I will never forget that. Sometimes sometimes I say it on purpose because my grandpa always said Warsh. You know, wash my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tanner said it a few times this past couple of weeks because mm-hmm. it, basically an homage to, 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 you know, to Huck Finn. Cause I think it was like the week, either the week he was on or the week after he was on, like Tanner said Washington multiple times, like, because that's exactly how, you know, uh, Huck Finn says it. So I, it was kind of funny that, uh, that kind of came full circle on that. Uh, just did you want to ballpark it for our guest? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to put you on spot on what your actual age is, but are you uh submasters, juniors, masters? Just to give people a little more clarity of like, you know, pe- people like to know like, you know, if if they how, what they how much more they have in common with the list with with the guests sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, next week is my birthday, so next week I will be forty. Nice. Yeah. So, so then you actually, so you do, you do get to do masters in June then. So that, that actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm competing in March actually. So okay. I'm oh, you're right. Sorry. March. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you're exactly the same age as I am. That's fun. Are you coming to the lift hard, live easy? I am not. That's I am okay. not. That's all right. It's yeah. full. You, you, yeah, you'll, you'll just, you'll just miss out and I know I have to watch the video of all of us being silly geese, silly gooses. It, geese isn't it, the word. Is it not? If Let's you make it to... gooses. gooses. Executive decision. Nice. If you had to put a percentage number on the likelihood of you coming into Lift Hard in 2025, what would that be? Well, I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility because every yeah. every summer we try to do a, a trip with the kids. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've never been to South Dakota. I hear that it's a nice place to visit. So, you know, it's why flat. not? It's very flat. <laughs> I'd love South Dakota. It can't be, it can't be flatter than Florida. South Dakota, South Dakota was great. North Dakota can f- kick rocks. <laughs> Minnesota is wild because we drove right through Minnesota and like just utterly wild. I don't, I haven't been to Florida or anything that, that way at all. God. Yeah. South Dakota is gorgeous. It is flat though. Like you said, like it's flat. <laughs> uh, so we got a story here. It might be a little, a little embarrassing. So if you don't want to tell it, you don't, you know, don't, don't feel the, uh, that you have to, but do you have a story that involves a, uh, a boy scout troop, uh, hiking through the woods? Uh, yeah, I sure mm-hmm. do. Um, <laughs> so funny. Cause I told my husband, he's like, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to tell them? And I'm like, and he's like, like embarrassing stuff. I'm like, Oh, he can't embarrass me. He's like, Oh, um, no, this isn't even okay. So I was doing a race. I was running a race and I let trail races are like my favorite. Um, and I was doing, this was a 50 mile trail race and it was in like a swampy area of Florida and I was just not having my best day. So I'm probably nine, eight or nine miles from the finish, maybe fewer. I don't quite remember. And I just got to the point where I was like, so over running. I was over the day. I was over the race. I was done. And I just had a really bad attitude and like, I had to go to the bathroom. And so, you know, you're trail running, you just go in the woods. But I got to the point where I just gave like zero shits about anything and I had to go to the bathroom and I didn't even bother to step off the trail. I just like leaned up against a tree and just like dropped my pants and was going to the bathroom. And I hadn't seen anybody for hours. Sure shit. I'm standing there. Yeah. (laughs) Leaning against this tree doing my business and a Boy Scout troop is coming down the trail and i'm just like well i can't do anything about this now so <laughs> so it sounds, based on everything we've heard it sounds like running isn't great because like three no. people in a row are out running now and have had to shit on the side of a mountain or, or against a tree it's like it's either that or joggers always find the body so i don't yeah. like <laughs> So like I'm not being sold on this running business. <laughs> well, running is running is great. Running is my my first love. I've been running since like middle school. Um and it's great. You just have to embrace especially if you're like trail running, you just have to embrace the 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 um less known elements that come along with it. You really have to embrace the adventure of it. And sometimes it's leaning against a tree and having boy scouts walk by you while you're taking a shit now did was there like a troop leader that was like ma'am you shouldn't be doing this or like did you like like is that like it's uh, it's almost like and it, it's not but it, i mean it could have been it quote unquote like indecent exposure if they really wanted to like push the issue and stuff so like how would any were there any ramifications or did they just literally just walk by you and like close their eyes or did you like try yeah to I, around I, the other side of the tree well, I think I think they realized what was happening and probably just thought it best to like not acknowledge it. <laughs> so they like just were like That's great. Walking like with their head turned, <laughs> like averting their eyes. Um so they didn't say anything, thankfully. 
that that makes me chuckle. All right. Um, so I, I, it says here, one of the things that you hate, and I, I want to, you know, some clarity on it is uh, sweet cornbread. Is there a not sweet cornbread? Like, I think all cornbread oh is sweet, isn't it? Like, no. Okay. Then okay. what? Okay. Is there a spite? I, I get, yeah. Believe some Florida knowledge on me on your cornbread because I'm confused. Okay. So I have to, I might hurt some feelings with this. That's what we're here for. My, my, my mother ingrained it into me. The, in her mother before her, my grandmother, what, what cornbread is. And <laughs> for a Southern family, um, especially like a Southern family of like lower economic status, like cornbread was just kind of made because that's what you had access to. So you're not going to get wheat. You're not going to get sugar, but you have corn, you have water, you have an egg, whatever. So that's what cornbread used to be. It's, it was like a vessel to give you nutrients, give you energy, sop up the juice from your greens and your black eyed peas. And like that, like, so it like was imbued with the the flavors from your other food. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was made from what you could afford and what you had. So that is the co- type of cornbread that I grew up with. And that is the type of cornbread that I make. Like I have a, my great grandmother's cast iron skillet. That's what we make our cornbread in. So it's like a, it's like a, a, a ritual. So you don't put sugar in your cornbread because traditionally you wouldn't, you wouldn't have sugar to put in your cornbread. You wouldn't have flour to put in your cornbread. So I, uh, my mom would always call like people who put sugar in their cornbread that she'd call it Yankee bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even cornbread at that point. <laughs> that so like sense. maybe, <laughs> maybe we can just call it a, a different thing or like corn cake. That would, that would be another name. If you like put flour and sugar in this corn cake. So it's not cornbread. Do you not like, okay. So, so, uh, is it that you, you don't like the, okay. So you obviously grew up eating the cornbread the way you had it. So then when you were exposed to what other people consider cornbread for the first time, were you like really confused and like, do you not like the taste of it or is it just more like a, well, it's two separate things in your mind. I, it's two separate things. Like I don't recall the first time I had like different type of cornbread, but I'm sure I didn't even realize it was cornbread because it's very different. Mm-hmm. So like that would just be corn cake or Yankee bread, as my mom would say. It is. That, I mean, that's a really funny name. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I think I think like the best quote unquote tasting cornbread is literally like drenched in fucking sugar and is sweet and has like a literal like as in like what I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know that I've had a not sweet cornbread. So I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I'm under a false pretense that it's like the best tasting, but it's. It's the like the it's, purpose. It's it's yeah. serving a different purpose. It's nostalgia, and it's like you know you're not going to change what you've been ingrained with your whole life. To you know, I, I, it makes sense to me. I get it. I like I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, so but I don't eat bread almost mm-hmm. at all, unless it is d- a delivery for food. Like I would eat sandwiches, right. but like bread on its own or any type of what I call confection. I just don't eat. And it's a funny story this morning. Morgan made um, protein muffins. So she used my delicious ghost protein powder and she added like strawberries and and like they tasted good. And they, I swear they were the size of 
well, you guys wouldn't know the size of a toonie, but they were like, it, it was like three inches across. So it was almost nothing. And I ate half of it and I finally turned to her. I was like, eating bread is such a goddamn chore. <laughs> like this is so, so much chewing. chewing, so much biting. It's crumbly. Like I taste great and I appreciate all the effort you put into them. But like, I, I have no desire to finish eating this because of all the effort I've had to put into eating this. And that's, I know that's probably one of my weird key things, I guess we'll call it like my weird, like, Things. That's, like, <laughs> wait, so wait, have, having a strong opinion about something is considered a Keith thing. But mm-hmm. I, well, just having like a like an arbitrary, yeah. almost arbitrary feeling That's opinion. No, I got you. Like I am gonna take a hard line on this. Bread sucks. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a hard line taker, but I have justifications for all my hard lines. So uh I tried. I tried, honey, if you're listening. I tried. I, it's just it's so much effort to eat bread on its own. On its own, like if you're eating it, like you said, like with cornbread to like sop up like the juice of your food or something like that. Like even that I can like, yeah, I can get that. But like, here's a piece of bread for you to eat. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't jive. It doesn't jive. Um, I got a quick game I want to play with uh, Laura. Um, so basically it's going to be versus. So which one of these would you rather do if you couldn't get get away from either of them? You had to do one of them. You had to be subjected to one of them. So... Someone touching your nose or being tickled? Oh my god! Is dying a choice? Can I just die? <laughs> nope. You have to endure thirty thirty. Let's let's. So you have thirty seconds of one or the other. Oh. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I suppose. I suppose I would have. 30 seconds of having my nose touched because I just honestly think I would commit homicide if I were being tickled for 30 seconds. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe I put too big of a time limit on it, but are there, are there any, like, is there, is it just something in your whole life? Both of those things have had like, you know, I mean, obviously if it's trauma, you don't have to like, I'm not trying to like, you know, make you have the trauma <laughs> dump on us, but is there like it's therapy, is, if there's a funny story, but if it's, if it's, if, I guess if it's not a funny story, then we can move on, but Un- unpaid know. and underrated work through your shit with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so I think it comes from being, I've always been like the short, smaller person in the friend uh, group, right? Yeah, and yeah. so like what do you do to the short smaller person in your friend friend group? You you, touch you pick them up, you mm-hmm. tickle them, you you know, you do all the annoying things and so like just like tired of it. So I don't know no tickling. Uh, well, now that you're like a jacked powerlifter, like is that made it easier to like don't fucking touch me, I'll push you away and like you know, like you have to be physically stronger now obviously than you would have been like you know growing up. So is that uh is, do you think that motivated you at all to actually like hit the weights, like just being able to like knowing that how small in stature you are to be able to kind of like defend yourself or, you know, just being able to take care of yourself better? Um, I mean, it certainly didn't hurt uh, because, well, I, so we grew up and we had like chickens and horses and cows and everything. So there was always that aspect of like having to move bales of hay and mm-hmm. pick up a bag of feed and um, farmer strength. My yeah, yeah, like farmer strength. So I I always just wanted to like get shit done and not have to wait for somebody to help me. So I would always just like find a creative way to get like the bag of feed into the into the bin or whatever. Um so I also think it ties into just like I want to be in control of this space. Like I want to like don't come into my space. Right. Don't be in my bubble. So, ah, so, so, the, so, 
would you call that the the sphere the public sphere that we've talked about (laughs) so many times on this yeah i don't know i I don't know if you've listened to but i am a huge proponent of understanding space and what you just described yeah just exactly stay stay out of my personal space uh keith are you following up or are you asking another question i i got sidetracked and i had a brain fart so i'm good okay i'm gonna read an ad read and then i am gonna ask a crew question how about it okay um i'm gonna go with Plate snacks today. So their mission is to transform gyms into vibrant, personalized spaces with custom vinyl weight plate decals. They are dedicated to helping gym owners and fitness enthusiasts express their unique style and brand through high-quality, durable, and visually striking decals for weights and weight stacks. Now, they also do our stickers. They also do posters and banners. And, you know, so if you use codes unpaid, you're going to save 10% on your plate snacks. I haven't done it yet because the shipping's kind of a nightmare, but uh, I was talking to some crew earlier and they're, they're thinking of uh, of uh, doing an order today or, or soon. So, you know, if you're looking for any of that stuff, your, your own custom vinyl banners or anything like that, hit up Plate Snacks. They got that big, large format printing. Mm-hmm. Now, a follow-up. Did you say decal to fuck with me or is that a Canadian thing? How do you pronounce it? De- decal. No, it, it, the word is decal. Decal it is not. Is it is decal. Not a fucking word at all. It is decal. Decal Decal's. is decal oh. is so much effort. Decal, like decal. That's so much. I really thought you were fucking movement. with me. Okay, so that, no, that's, it's that's the Canadian versus American decal? lingo. I've I'm never sure. heard that before. I've never heard decal in my life. Yeah, ever. Not. Once. I might. So I might. That might just be me. And I just don't want to say time, decal. Like decal. Yeah. Decal, like who says decals plate weight decals like you're just you're adding so much into the word that doesn't need to be added <laughs> it's just, it sounded like you said it like it's like d-e-c-o-w-s to me it's decals like, i don't know decal like how do you say jackal jackal i mean j- at least i've heard jekyll and jackal but would I'm you say jackal you would not say jackal it's not spelled the same how do you say Is recall it? how do you say recall recall yeah, I don't say recal. You don't say recal. Am I gonna have to look up the etymology of decal now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Total Recal, mm. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of English talk. I mean, this is uh, it's been a I've, I've been enjoying this podcast so far. Uh, you said you wanted to ask her a crew question. What do you got? For well, her? I want the I want I kind of don't want to disrupt. Oh this. no! Oh sorry. Was she? I, this she straight up dunk on me because I hope I'm wrong and I'm never gonna stop saying it. How do you? I don't even know how you Google that because, like, if you Google the Canadian version, it'll maybe it'll. Yeah, use the etymology on how to pronounce. She so said I, that, and I need to go fucking Google etymology because I don't. So <laughs> etymology no. is the history of a word. Word. Yeah. So the it's the the linguistic history of a specific word, where it comes from, how it came to be fruition, gotcha. um, and often how to pronounce it. We should do that for crew. No, we invented no, that look- word. Oh yeah. With the umlaut. It looks like, oh, okay, this is very interesting. It looks like it is derived from a French word, decalque, which means to copy by tracing. But decal, decal are both U.S. pronunciations, and in, Cana- in Can- Canadian pronunciation is decal. Okay. <laughs> so it is, it is a Canadian versus American thing. Yeah, it's not a it is. Weird. Feel That's free right. to like if you're ever listening. Feel free to do that to us. Like throw it in the Discord and be like, "Oh, you guys were having this," and because like we've never thought to actually look it up. We just we just <laughs> I like will always look it up. We rib each other and then we move on. But it would be really funny to get that kind of uh, thing going. 
Um, all right. What am I doing here? I wanted to ask. Shut up. Swear to God. One day I'm going to do something about this. Okay. So Big Jen sent in a really fun one that I wanted to talk to you about. Because I hope it leads to a bit more of a story. Oops. <laughs> Who would she rather fight in a karate battle? Daniel LaRusso, Poe, or Lee from Rush Hour? Would I rather fight? Do you, do we know who all of those characters are? Well, I'm I'm the Karate Kid, right? Daniel First LaRusso. Guy. Poe is yeah. from po- Kung Fu Panda. Star Wars. Oh, okay. I was thinking a different Poe, so it's a good thing we clarified. A, that makes more there. sense. Why would a, a Star Wars character? Yeah, yeah it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we didn't well, even up Star Wars, and it happens. And Lee, I know, but that's where my mind went. Lee is Jackie Chan. Right. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna have to say, just for the novelty of it, Poe, Kung, Kung Fu Panda. Don't you want to find an animated character? That's what I would choose. Now, I mean, like, are you into Kung Fu? Is that why Jen asked? I don't No, I'm not into Kung Fu. I I practiced karate for a while. I don't know if she would know that or not, but Jen knows things. I will put that out there. Don't Jen knows that. Yeah, that's that's why Jen's always been kind of like the secret. Well, was for a long time until we kind of unveiled the wizard behind the curtain is Jen did so much of our earlier research for us on crew that we kind of just. Well, you have always been here. You are now one of the founding, one of the founders, right? So, um, yeah. So that was fun. Do you watch Kung Fu movies or anything like that? Like, is that like a a passion? No, it's not. I watched um, randomly, you know, here and there, but definitely not a a passion or anything. But I did. I mean, I did practice karate for four years. So that has to be where that came from. Yeah. yeah, that or uh, I don't know if she stumbled across the picture of you doing a uh, standing sidekick on the beach looking all jacked. So that might have been it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a that's a way back. <laughs> OK, what do we have? Anything else before we. Uh, well, I just sorry to do it again, but we do. I'm going to knock out another ad read real quick. So uh, Barbell Rescue uh, at Barbell Rescue. Their mission is to revolutionize barbell maintenance by providing gym owners and fitness enthusiasts with superior cleaning solutions. Their innovative 360 degree nylon cleaning brush is designed oh, sorry, to enhance and enhance the longevity and performance of barbells. Their commitment is to ensure every barbell is in peak condition, promoting a safe, hygienic, and effective training experience. Go ahead and use code UNPAID to save 10%, just like Big Joey did a couple weeks ago. And confirm. Love it. It goes, yeah, I love my barbell rescue. They've, uh, we've been talking on Instagram now as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I got my deadlift bar. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I've oh, got yeah to, you, you know, with a uh, bear steel, Texas, uh, yeah. I've got to use it once. I have opted the. Um, oh, excuse me. I have made the final decision that that is not for high volume. <laughs> like that is that uh, three or less. I think I'll be busting that out for. But when yep. you're doing these five by fives, I'll go back to the stiff bar because that thing just. I had to use straps because I just honestly my hands were being torn apart. So, yeah, it's a spicy boy, isn't it? Yeah, very oh. much is. I'm not mad about it. It was just one of those, like, mm, I think I've made the decision. You will go away until I have singles. And I, um, I, 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 think we, you know, I think we can all confirm because you had initially said that uh, Damager missed out because you had ordered the bar on Christmas, on uh, on New Year's Eve. But I think yep. as everyone agreed with, you know, my vote on uh, that, 
uh, on the uh, on the poll we put up. I think it was like it was like ninety percent to ten percent or something that it you you you. you you got the bar when it delivered to your house, not when you put the order in. So technically it was a 2024 bar. And I think most people's ass. So uh, that's fair. Okay. Uh, last question, of course, through our list um, that I have, um, I did try and spend some time going through this earlier. Uh, oh no, I want that one too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so who is La Ray? Mm-hmm. Oh my. Uh, coming back to my Southern roots. Um, Actually, this might help with the pronunciation of my name as well. So my middle name is Ray, but growing up, those as many Southern names do, you get your first and middle name and they just kind of get mashed together. So I was never Laura until I moved away for college and then just never told anybody my middle name. (laughs) So anybody who knows me from before then calls me Laura Ray. That's my... You know, my God given name, Laura. <laughs> you don't and now it. anybody at the gym who's listening, that's what they're gonna be calling me now. Ah. Thanks. I'm so happy we could ruin that experience for you. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh actually the one I want to ask, I just moved into unpaid and underrated. So Ooh, uh I will while you're still talking about gyms, do you consider yourself kind of an a, a, an equipment snob now that you've been training at Jordan's for a couple of years? Uh like do you have to get this certain barbell? Do you have to have this nice platform? Like 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 just tell us, you know, if you want to sum sum up his gym or you know, your opinion of just better equipment than what you were getting at any time fitness. Oh, I mean, it's just night and day difference. Um I I do have like my two deadlift bars that I I will like go get if it's not already down um it's the texas and the kabuki nice. um it kind of depends like which one are we using in the next meet mm-hmm. that's the that's one i'll right. go to um gotta have both and then then um i i just can't i couldn't imagine at this point doing a meet where i, I didn't have a monolift mm-hmm. and like i you know two years ago i didn't even know what a monolift was <laughs> so well, especially if, if you're training in a group with, like you said, like you've said, you're, you know, you said multiple times you're five foot tall. Like if you're training with your husband or other friends, there's no way someone five foot and someone even five, five is going to be able to, you know, unrack from the same, uh, <laughs> you know, J-, J cup height. So you either have to have a combo or a mono and a mono with, uh, you know, straps is a lot safer than a, you know, the, a, 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 a combo rack with just spotter arms, like depending on what lift you're doing, because you're technically not supposed to even use. Like everyone thinks that uh the on on the combo rack that the face savers are actually for squatting. No, this is really just for bench. You should stick those out when you yeah. squat because that unless that fucking uh, combo rack is bolted to the ground extremely well, like those aren't going to do shit, and the thing's just going to tip over. But yeah, no. I couldn't. I. Couldn't imagine squatting not with a mono now. And like we have a group that we squat with on Saturday mornings. Um, It's like five or six of us that uh, we have a squat group and like do organizing that squat group has been probably one of the most favorite things that like probably my favorite thing of 2023. That's awesome. Um, Just having that like crew we lift with every morning or every Saturday morning. It's really nice. Now, which uh, which spectrum of the fun scale would you put that on? <laughs> oh, definitely type one fun. Nice. It's fun while it's happening, and it's fun after the fact. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 
So have you, uh, has your home gym kind of completely went away then? Do you have, do you even keep it around just for like that one day you can't make it to the gym and you just need to go not, 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 not knock out something easy with a squat rack? Well, it lives in the shed now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I'm really happy that we like, it's, it's not extravagant. It's just like a rack and a bar and some plates and some dumbbells. Um, but it's good that we kept it around because, um, we had like hurricane Ian come through back in 2022. Oh yeah. I remember his and gym got we, fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the destroyed. gym was fucked Lit- up. Literally destroyed. Literally destroyed. And, um, like our house, we were flooded into our house for nine days. Oh, shit. Um, so like we couldn't go anywhere. Nobody could get into us. Like, I mean, there were like airboats going down our roads. Yeah, it was only passable by boat. So like, I'm like glad we had it because we could still get our workouts in because, you know, priorities. Um, we couldn't take a shower <laughs> or because we didn't have power or water, but, you know, we could get a workout in. So it was get the mo- most important sweaty part. for that, uh, you know, f- oh, oh my right. God. So like so you, it had to be like, was that the data? Like, I don't know when is hurricane season, like what time of the year in Florida, uh, so, September to September. Okay. So yeah, no, it's like, it's like May, May to November, but, um, okay. Ian happened like at the very end of September. So it's like September, October for us. So it's like, 80, um, it's like 90 degrees in your house and you're sweaty from working out. That had to be a ripe, ripe body odor going on. Ugh. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Like we didn't, we couldn't stay in the house cause there was just, it was just too stagnant. So we basically like lived outside okay. except for like, we'd go in and sleep nice. <laughs> and then just sweat, sweat to death. But, um, yeah, it was wild. And I, 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 were you part of the crew that kind of came together to help Jordan get his gym moved and stuff? Cause he had like, I remember hearing a story on one of the other, maybe uh, some podcasts he did. I think it was on, uh, when he was on Andy Wong and, uh, one of Andy Wong's podcasts, maybe, uh, not, don't quote me on that, but yeah, he basically said like he had, he literally had to like, he had a meet coming up like within like a month or less, I think from when that storm happened, didn't it? Yeah. So it happened at the end of September. And then we had the meet in December. Okay. So the, that was, that was a wild few months. I think it was like the mid- beginning of November that we got the gym back open. Like, like that was a really fast turnaround. So it was pretty I, wild. Yeah, I think a lot of us listeners are probably jealous that you have that kind of community there, like a, getting five or six people to actually come to the gym at the same time once a week and willing to do the same lift and not bitch and moan and be like, well, no, I need to use this bar and I have SSB today, so I can't squat with you guys. And just being able to to modify your shit a little bit to still work in a group atmosphere that is so underrated. That is the most fucking underrated thing in the world. Uh, like I have people that come over here, but like we almost never really work in together when we do. It's so much more fun. Like when we, it, it's, it's easiest with deadlifts because like, you know, as long as you can fucking, you know, get on board with it. Well, well we're going to use this bar today, assholes. And I, I, you know, basically whoever has a meet coming up, we're going to use that bar, you know, just so like, like the group can get the, you know, the, the one person doesn't get fucked out of it that actually has a, a, a meet coming up. So like, you know, like kudos to you guys for keeping that going. Uh, now is that an, is that an all female group or is it like a mix or? Are you yeah. Only? Our group, our group is all female, but um, then at the same time, like on the other mono, like there's a group of guys that, that uh, do squats on Saturdays. So we have like both monos running That's awesome. their groups. It. And then like, of course, I would like, all the deadlift platforms are going and all the combo racks are going. And it's just like Saturday mornings, like in Northport, the gym is the place to be. Nice. Well, in uh, July, 2025, uh, South Dakota is the place to be. So see what you can do. We'll, we'll yeah, see you there, there possibly. <laughs> and, uh, or do you got anything else, Joey? You want to move into unpaid and underrated? 
yeah, we can do that. Perfect. All right. So, uh, are you familiar with the game? Have you uh, you've, you've listened to enough episodes? Uh, so, just uh, I'll run it down real quick for everyone. It, it is uh, unpaid and underrated. Unpaid being the equivalent to overrated because no one wants to, to you know to be unpaid. So, number one, I'm going to go with uh, Hook Grip. <laughs> okay. I, it's, mm. <laughs> so, I'm new to Hook Grip. This is only like week two. Yep. As, as I saw on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, before I started, I would say unpaid. But now that I've started it and I've already started to see some changes in my deadlift, I'm going to say underrated. Because I, I like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it because, you know, it hurts. But then I, I gave in and I tried it. And I'm like, damn, damn, they were right. This does make a difference. <laughs> so is yep. it, is it better on a deadlift bar? Because I hated it on the stiff bar. Uh, well, I don't ever deadlift on a stiff bar, so I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got little baby hands. So um deadlifting on the stiff bar trying to use hook grip i just could i just couldn't yeah, the, do it like anything over three plates i just couldn't do uh, yeah well for more than one rep but i'm wondering now i'm gonna try on the texas let's go let's get her I sh- you should totally do it try it okay i'm gonna do a little audible and pull one out from the random things above that i want to hear about uh all right unpaid or underrated oversized couches Oh, they are so underrated. Okay. They are so underrated. Let me tell you, we don't have a big house. Our house is, um, it's like on the smaller side and our living room, like, I don't know who designed this house, but our living room is even smaller. Our living room is basically entirely couch. We <laughs> used to have mega couch and then we had to names. get rid of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> had mega couch, but we had to get rid of mega couch because it, you know, it lived its life. And now we have Uber couch (laughs) and Uber couch. We could all like lounge on it, watch a movie. If we wanted to, we could have the dogs on it. We have three large dogs. There's enough room for the whole family to relax and chill on this couch. So big couches are totally underrated. I I, I was curious if that was going to like segue into like, all couches are big couches because of your stature, but uh, that was uh, <laughs> no. mega, mega, and Uber couch. Like I didn't think I would hear those phrases tonight, and I'm glad I did. That uh, that made that made my evening. Um, all right, unpaid or underrated environmental friendly vehicles. <laughs> um. Hmm. That's tough. I'm gonna have to. Okay. So I drive a Prius. My husband drives a Tesla. But I'm going to have to say unpaid. Because I really think you have to know what you're getting into. Because if you're going to drive, let me tell you, like my 62 miles to the gallon cannot be cannot be matched. But if you're going into driving a Prius thinking that you're just going to have a regular driving experience, <laughs> you're going to be disappointed. So, and the same thing with the Tesla, like it's great for our family and, and what we need out of a vehicle. But if you're going into expecting like a, a driving experience, like a gasoline engine, I mean, sorry about your luck, but you're going to be disappointed again. I was 
I was in a Tesla for the first time this week. Never, ever been in one. And like, yeah, I, I think I, when they said like, oh, your Tesla will be arriving. I was in the middle of the car dealership and I went, oh, wow. King of the castle, king of the castle. <laughs> and naturally everybody's like, what is wrong with you, dude? And and I get in and it's so sleek and modern and everything is like minimalist and it's exciting. And it had white, white bench seats in the back. And can I tell you that every hair of every person that had ever been in that Uber showed up on that damn white. Like I sat down and at first I was just like, wow, this is so neat. Look at all the cameras. That whole thing is a screen. That's a hair. Gross. <laughs> wow. The whole ceiling is glass. That's another hair. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> and like, I was like, cause I was texting Morgan as I was doing this whole thing. <laughs> and it's like, it kept going until all I could see were the hairs. Because, of course, they were black hairs because the driver oh, yeah. was an Indian man. So he's got all his hair in the back. And, you know, you're not it was all just like black hair all over this white. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I like Tesla's anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're 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 really cool. They're they're yeah. really cool. But then like everything's in the cons, like the screen, like all of the command or the controls are in the screen. Mm-hmm. And then like. You just sometimes if you just want to open the glove boxes, maybe you have like napkins in there or whatever, and like then you just go to like reflexively pull the glove box open, and you're like, "Fuck, I can't! I have to go push a button on the screen. I have to like go into the here and like remember which menu the glove box button is under. Like that's really annoying. Yeah, to me, to me, I find that very annoying. That's why I don't drive it. But again, oh my god, I I I drive a, a Hyundai. And yeah, you know, so it's an extension of my body. I get it. I, I'm with you on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's your three. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to do anymore. All right. I'm no, I'm three's the limit. Okay. Unpaid or underrated conventional deadlifts. Oh my God. Okay. They are unpaid because I don't know how anybody is happy with themselves pulling conventional. Like it's just so. I don't. Th- I don't mean that in a derogatory way. That's I'm gonna wrong. say like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. Good reason anymore. I'm so fucking no. offended. <laughs> I, I mean, like it just feels so Amazing. weird. Oh no, it feels so weird. Like what am I? Where are my knees supposed to go? How is this bar supposed to get over my knees and like up my thighs? And then like how? Are, how am I supposed to like? How is my body supposed to make this work? I don't know. I don't know. My body doesn't do it. Like the disparity between my conventional and my sumo pole, it's laughable. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. So <laughs> we can just leave that for somebody else to do. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'd have to say, like, if I said, hey, can you help me carry this case of beer into the house? Are you going to do your whole setup with your legs six feet apart and reach down and lift it up and walk it into the house like that? Or are you going to bend over and pick it up? I'm going to actually probably like do a wide, wide open stance and like, like squat down like that. I'm not going to bend over and pick it up. That's interesting. Yeah. That's the only reason I I do conventional is just because that's just how I'd lift things up in life. And I've just never done sumo. I've tried it. It's uncomfortable for me, but I don't have any hard feelings on it. My hips can't handle it. My groin basically. (laughs) Well, you, well, you know what they say? The hips hips don't lie. lie. Right. we just synced up on there okay um unpaid or underrated pickled beets underrated yeah anything pickled 
is underrated. Like even pickles underrated. What's your what's your and favorite it, pickled thing? Don't say pigs. Whatever meat. I have, what no, whatever I have <laughs> in that moment is my favorite pickled thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. If it's oh, I love it. I love it. Sour vinegar, salt. Yes, all of that. Thank you. I'll have another. No, no, no sweet pickles though. So you, so you don't like sweet corn? No, like probably you don't like sweet pickles either. Okay, so you just don't like no. sweet stuff. I got. I don't like no. I like sour and bitter, just like my heart. <laughs> I do love me a good pickle. What's your top? What's your top pickle brand? Oh, so there's a sentimental reason why these are my favorite brand. It has nothing to do with quality. Um, I think it's I no, not plastic. What's Clawson? I think it's Clawson, but mm-hmm. it comes in this little zippy bag, like a zip top bag, and they're pickle chips. And it comes mm-hmm. in like this beautiful pickle juice. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the and reason they're they have sweet, the sour, so, and spicy, right? Yes. Yep. But the reason they're so special and sentimental to me is because I was doing a race. Um, it was June in Florida. And you, the races, you run on the Florida trail. So it's like very rugged trail from Lake Okeechobee, which is, I don't know if anyone not from Florida, it's like that big body of water in the, in the like Southern center of the state. Like if you look at a map, it's just that giant lake. I've heard so you it. run from Lake Okeechobee to the Atlantic ocean and it's like 62 miles. Um, it's Florida and it's that, fucking hot in probably. June. Yeah. So it's really hot. So we froze these bags of pickles. So I had frozen pickles that I like had in my pack and like, I'd take them out and I'd have like little pickle. Pixicles. Pickles. (laughs) Pixicles. I don't know. But anyway, so like, it's just such a, and then like the juice got frozen. So then I had like a pickle slushy. And so it was the most rewarding feeling having that running in that heat. Yep. Matt, Matt electrolytes in pickles too, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's some decent, decent stuff to be had there. I, my my wife doesn't like them, but uh, Vlasic has recently become rather popular in the house. The, the Vlasic baby dills. Cause they're just so crunchy. They're so like, you bite into a pickle. Sometimes you get them smushy and they're still a good pickle. Right, like you're not mad you ate yeah. it, but when you get that Vlasic crisp, yeah, That's very absolutely. Nice. I do love pickled beets. Which, what is one thing if somebody said, "Hey, here's a pickled blank," what's the one thing that you might go, mm, "I don't think I want that." Well, I'm not going to eat pickled eggs because oh, I am like heart. I love pickled. Death- eggs. I am deathly allergic to eggs. Then oh, well. you're not eating. Then you're so- not eating pickled <laughs> eggs with me. No, I'm not. No, like I carry an EpiPen. So uh, like yeah. it's bad news bears. I'm not, not doing the pickled egg. And yeah, I, it's funny. I love pickled eggs, but I only like one brand because they make them really vinegary, vinegary. And yeah, there's, there's this other one that I tried and they were just sweet. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't have any patience for that. Uh, no, but no. also like my mom worked in a bar for 35 years. Right. And it was like a traditional, like country bar. So she used to bring home the like, pickled sausage and pickled eggs and pickled. I don't think, I think they had pig's feet once. And I was, I was out of that one. I don't think I was too into that one. We tapped out. We tapped out. Yeah. I was a little young on that one. Uh, do you drink alcohol? On special occasions, not like a daily or like a regular drinker. Okay. Well, I, I just didn't want to ask the question in case the answer was no. Have you ever done a pickle back? 
Oh yeah. Yes, I have. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, it's the, it's the whiskey part of that. That's just not necessarily <laughs> my thing. Yep. So that's fun. Yeah. That's come up a couple of times. I think I actually had to explain to the main podcast what those were at some point. Cause I brought them up during one of their live recordings. Um, okay. I'll move on from that one. Last and not least, uh, unpaid or underrated Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh my God. My husband. So <laughs> I love your reaction to like 30% of the shit we've asked you. It's made me so happy. And it knows it's like, we did a good job, like getting answers from people. Like, so, uh, thank you, big Jordan and, uh, your husband. Yeah. Michael, big Michael. Michael. Yes. Yeah. Big Michael. So if there, if there is a, like, imagine a scale of unpaid and underrated and like the top most unpaid thing is here Bach is like up here he's so unpaid I can't even Why? Um, I am a I okay so I am a I am a classical music snob mm-hmm. um and I just can't get past the banality the pedantry of Bach <laughs> I can't handle it. It's just like, I, there are so many other things I can listen to. Why am I going to listen to this? You're not wrong. So, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of crazy to even hear that because like, he's just so well known. Right? I know, but that like, doesn't mean it's good. Well, I mean, yeah, one could argue that that's fun. Okay. So we get a lot of music talk on here and we get a lot of complaints that it's mostly either goblin metal Mm-hmm. country so when i saw that on there i was like no i'm gonna hone <laughs> in on that one i am not a country or um, a classical music snob by any means but i'm familiar with some of it so like who who's the opposite end then if this is your your unpaid who's at the the bottom of the underrated okay so that's okay so underrated i gotta think underrated not just my favorite oh i know i know bruckner Bruckner is so underrated. I'm going to see if I know anything by him. Her? Him? You probably don't. Him. Yeah, you probably don't. But if you want just like music that you can put on in the, like, maybe you're working, maybe you are driving, maybe you are just, you need some time to yourself. Maybe you're reading a book, put on a Bruckner symphony. And I promise it will bring joy into the cockles of your heart. I'm trying to, I, can I can't, I can't even spell it. I can see that for sure. Like the, I, used, I used to, uh, in my younger days, I would always, not always, but like I had a really shitty day and I just needed to like completely take my mind off stuff. And my drive home, like we have like a, a, a classical radio station, it's like 91.5 or something. Uh, and I will just put that on for 20 minutes on my drive home just to completely, like, I, I don't care what they're talking. Like, it's like, I have no concept of like what the music even is about or anything, but it's just like, it's, it's a noise that isn't like singing, but it's still like, you know, it, there's like a reason to it, but it was just, I don't know. It was just like when I was having like, not necessarily panic attacks, but just like a very anxious day. Like that would bring my anxiety down from like a nine to a seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Put I, I Bruckner on your list. Yeah. Okay, I actually, good. I, yeah. I, I don't know anything about him. That's fun. Uh, Yeah. Interesting story. The one time um, I was sitting in a pub with a guy back in the days when I did that a lot more often. And um, we, it was like one of those, it was me, him, the bartender. Okay. And the bartender just handed us the computer to play music. And both of us being metal fans, 
we were going back and forth between Slayer and Black Sabbath and Metallica and, you know, some of the older heavy metal stuff. And this guy comes in, he's all drunked up and he's, Hey, put on the heaviest song, you know? And, um, Franz is the guy's name. He's out of Quebec. Looks at me, he goes, I got this. And he puts on Tchaikovsky. And he starts going Fingers. off on the guy and he's going like, listen to those cannons, listen to those. De-. And he's going off of <laughs> explaining to this guy why this is the heaviest song he could think of at the time. And I was one of those times where it was just like, I hadn't, I've never really, uh, classical music's always been off on the side for me, but that was one of those times that I'll always remember. And it's like, Tchaikovsky's going to be up my top for that word, just for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was a pretty funny one. Well, my husband, my husband and I always talk about like if, well, okay. I shouldn't say we always talk about because I make him play these stupid games with me of like, if there, if you could only listen to one composer for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, who would it be? So like he, he, he plays along cause he loves me. <laughs> um, but mine is Tchaikovsky. I would, I would oh. choose Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Hans Zimmerman. No, I well, I I think they talked about it recently about um with DJ Cumberbund about movie soundtracks yes. and how those have fallen off the wayside. But Hans Zimmerman, you know, he won awards for his work on The Dark Knight. Um, another one would be Ennio Mar Ennio Marconi. I think I want to say I'm I've got to be saying that wrong. If you can ever listen to the, some of the music that guy did, he did some just overwhelmingly crazy stuff back in the day. And if you don't know, Crank 2 High Voltage, have either of you seen that movie? Yes. No. Okay. So that was actually 100% scored by Mike Patton, the singer from Faith No More and Mr. Bungle and Tomahawk and Fantomas. And I think that's the last time I sat and listened to an entire uh, movie soundtrack back to Friday. Because he, it's not classical, but it is scored, and he yeah. uses his he uses his voice in weird ways because he's Mike Patton and he's <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that he's out there. Um, but so yeah, that's really uh, just want to throw that out there because Mike Patton's name just appeared on my phone, so I thought I'd talk about that. I joked about Hans Zimmerman. Anyway, save me, Keith. What's next? Uh, <laughs> I'm mumbling. Go. I'll do a. Uh, I'll will uh, wrap out our affiliates here with a little Obsidian Ammonia read. So, uh, Obsidian Ammonia, based out of Ontario, where you say words really wrong uh, in in Canada. Uh, Obsidian Ammonia has become one of the leading names in smelling salts for the living community, combining extra strong salts, a passion for the sport, and silly goose marketing plan. Big Travis has become an important part of PRs in the gym across the world, from basic salts that will help a PR to the strongest thing to ever slice your face apart. These salts combine science with violence to assist you with your next attempt to check out obsidian ammonia at hypedust.com and even, and go ahead and use code unpaid to save uh, an actual 15%. I think they actually have the, uh, they have the record on the, uh, the percentages that you could save. So obsidian ammonia, say 15%. Uh, I had a follow up for you. I don't remember what the heck it was. Um, let's see. Is there anything else from overrated? No, that was all six of them. So I'm just floundering here. I'm sinking. Well, uh, from your from your read you just did, I have to say, combining science and violence, like what mm-hmm. a line. Yeah. 
I I did I, I don't remember if did did he did because I don't think Travis had wanted to have anything to do with the ad read. Uh, no, I wrote that. Um, the whole thing, right? I wrote that, but that is his slogan. Okay, okay. It appears on most of the bottles in the website. Uh, He science and violence and lift heavy don't die. Nice. Yeah, I, we have a we have, we have a, I have a I have a you know a, a Google Doc of all our uh, our ad reads and it's nice because anytime I'm like in conversation with someone to 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 add them as an affiliate or to I guess to get us added as their affiliate, uh, I'll like I send I'll send them a screenshot of our current ones just so they kind of get the gist, uh, you know. So that's been that's been kind of a neat little thing. So well, we've we've had a few like I, I you know let, let's be transparent with the rest of crew. We've had some people reach out as well that we just kind of weren't sure we could accommodate or even were a fit. Right. So, yep. you know, great people and everything like that. It just came down to like, how many fucking ad reads can we do? <laughs> I think yeah, that's no, really no. what it came down I, to. At the end of the day, I, we, the goal is to get, I want to be a self-sufficient podcast. I don't want Tanner to have to foot the bill for this forever. I mean, we're grateful that they do really appreciate it. Like if they, if that went away, would you, me and Nate pull the money together? maybe that's like it's a yeah. that that makes it a lot bigger commitment and then it's just like i feel like it would take the joy out of it at that We'd point go, so. we could go fund me and the crew would yeah probably, probably. but either way let's take but it. also like we shouldn't have to assume that that's the option coming up and also that like the logistics of having to accept actual money from a sponsor is hard i don't because i'm up in canada i've i would have nothing to do with it yeah. just, i'd be out like i'm not registering an american llc up here that would be stupid like I'm not even going to say hard or difficult. That would legitimately be more work than it's worth. So I just wouldn't bother. Like you guys would have to handle all of that, and then I would just appear once a week to crack jokes and say silly stuff. Now, as, as a podcast administrator, basically, you know, to 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 to, to, to dummy down your title uh, for <laughs> for layman's terms, do you deal with finding sponsors for people, uh, managing the sponsors, managing the payments? Like how is because like, there's got to be some bigger podcast. I mean, obviously, like podcasts literally get paid thousands of dollars in some instances to do stuff like this. So, if you have any experience or any any insight to what we're chatting about, well, it's interesting because the podcasts I manage, none of them want to take sponsorships. So, okay. no, I don't. Gotcha. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that's it. Like all of our sponsorships right now are mostly affiliate codes. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, we don't actually like they don't pay us money, right? Right. They're just some commissionable discounts that we get off of their products. But they were like, yeah, go ahead. Read us on there like that. You know. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. I think we can go into see if you have anything for us. Okay. Here's my question. Is it one for both or one for each? It's the same question for both of you. Got it. Sort of. Okay. So. Right now in Florida. It is 16 degrees Celsius. What temperature is it where you live right now? Negative seven degrees. Fuck y'all talking about Celsius. Negative seven Neil deGrasse Tysons. <laughs> Weather. It looks like it's actually 24 right now, which is... It's super surprising because it was like 10 degrees all week. Like I worked, I was outside and like 10 degree temperatures like on and off all week. So it's, it's, you know, it's 24 degrees Fahrenheit currently, but like yesterday when I got some, when I got in my work van, it was like 12 degrees. And when I got to the job site, it was like seven. So 
Uh, yeah, very freaking cold. But somehow we're in a we're in a heat wave of twenty four right now. So, but twenty four degrees is still really really cold. Yeah. How are you? How do you? Okay, I'm born and raised in Florida. I have lived other. I was in the army, so I have lived other places. But how do you live your lives mm-hmm. in weather like that? <laughs> like what you have? Like what do you do? You to go outside? Do you have to like? Wear a hazmat suit. I don't know. So actually, that's funny. I was thinking about this as you are asking the question. How are you guys experiencing six? Would you said sixteen degrees Celsius? Yeah. How how are you experiencing that? Because sixteen degrees Celsius, where I'm from, you'd be in shorts and a hoodie. You would be out there celebrating the warmth. Are you so, guys all bundled up? Because when I went to San Francisco, I got warned. It's cold here in San Francisco. And I was like, all right, I believe you. And then I showed up and I was like, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so one of the weird thing, I don't know if it's weird, but one of the things about Florida is like people know it's humid, right? And you would, you would think like the summer is the time when the humidity is the worst, but it's actually right now. Like the humidity is so bad. To go out in 16 degrees, it's like, it feels like it's inside of your bones because Mm -hmm. of the humidity. Like, so maybe the temperature is not very low, but it just feels like wet and cold. And I don't know if that's what like other Mm -hmm. places feel when it's cold. I'm a little north of Keith. I hate that cold. So it'll be interesting. I've had this discussion with other Canadians I would take minus 30 in Alberta over minus 10 where I am right now. Because in Alberta, it's dry cold. You step outside, your boogers freeze. You might cough a few times because you're just inhaling the coldest air ever. But that's it. Your coat will protect you from anything else, your your pants and all that. You're not going to go like, like strolling outside for a dart like you're not going to hang out outside at that temperature but when it gets to that wet cold that humidity cold it gets in your bones and you just like you could go from your car to your front door and that's enough you're cold now for another hour i hate that cold that other cold though as soon as i see it i'm like i'm going out there i'll go light a cigar and I'll put on a small campfire and I will sit outside by that campfire and be comfortable at minus 10 to 20 Celsius, obviously. And it's because, um, interestingly, there's just something, um, this, this always brings out a serious side. There's something cleansing about the cold. There's something, um, clarifying about the cold. And there's a certain stillness in the cold that you don't get in the summer or in the heat, things are quieter. Things are more serene when it is that version of cold. And one of the coolest things I ever did was walk out in the middle of a frozen lake out in Alberta because like, I didn't even need my coat, but it was still minus 20, but it's because there was nothing else there. There's no one else. There's nothing else. There's no noise. There's no anything. You're just by yourself in that cold. And that's, why I prefer where I am right now. There's also less things that can kill me. There's no alligators. There's no, there's very few poisonous spiders. There's very few snakes. 
Uh, there's a lot less things that can kill me. When you get to those warm climates, yeah, you're probably more comfortable year round, but I don't have to check my shoes every time I put them on. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah. I did have a spider in my shoe one time when I was out for a run. And it was still, I mean, thankfully it didn't die when I put my foot in and was like running on it, but it was, that was disconcerting. Yep. Yeah. Keith, any input? I've only been able to focus on the fact that she gave us her temperature in Celsius, not Fahrenheit, <laughs> for the past four minutes, and I haven't really been able to hear anything else other than that. Is it a millet? Well, was it because you had a military background? Did they only do Celsius? Like, what is? No, the, no, definitely on? not. I'm the so army's not going to do anything smart like that. Um, no, I guess like I was, I, I have a STEM degree, and so like I've. I I've like raging against the machine that we're holding out in America and using the imperial system still. Why? Why? So, Does anybody know why? why? <sighs> I don't just, think it's it the dumbest ex- possible reason, and that's probably it. Is it just too expensive? Like they're probably. just like, I don't want to reprint all my rulers. Fuck you, the rest of the world. Like, is that what's I don't going know. On? I wish I had an answer. So, anyways, I'm teaching my children Celsius and millimeters and yard and, and meters and so know. just for context so how cold is it in florida right now so i know where the question came from because i don't i was it like is that like 40 like i i don't understand oh uh so yeah. what's that like uh let me google that for you please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah so i don't have to was, math it did you say it was like 20 or something i don't remember it's like i'm not doing no 60 math five or something like that oh, Jesus, you're, you're 60. about 65 fucking degrees fahrenheit are you kidding me it's would, 60 yeah it's 60 i would, okay. I would fucking 60. be outside shirtless in 60 I, I fucking shovel the driveway sometimes in my just shorts and sandals if i fucking if it's like you know if i just need to shovel the driveway real quick like uh i don't give a fuck uh i don't know i've I've always lived in the northeast um even in west virginia everyone thinks that you know i lived in west virginia for 20 years and it was like the deep south like i lived like as far north in west virginia as you could get outside of like being in a panhandle uh so like i've experienced like all four seasons of my entire life and lived on a mountain that got fucking a ton of snow and ice. So I don't know. I, uh, I do have kind of shitty circulation in my feet and hands. So like I do suffer, like when I am working outside, like my feet get fucking cold pretty quick, but like my rest of my body stays warm. So I just kind of power through and, you know, take breaks and go sit in a, a warm truck and, you know, always make sure that the heat's coming out of the, the, the floor vents more than anything else. Cause that's my priority to get warm first. Uh, but I mean the house, like we keep the house at, like no more than 66 degrees typically in the winter um i don't know i just I, i've never not had three or four months of shitty cold weather so i don't know what it's like to like you know just i just know that i'm not gonna do anything outside for a quarter of the year it well, just like outside is... recreationally that is i guess I, I, when I was, um, right out of college and I went to Oklahoma for army training and mind you, I'm this like, I went to college in Florida. So I go straight to Oklahoma and with my Florida, your like summer army year and we're training in November, it was like November or December and we're out in the field and we have to do like a, a tactical march to a like a training mission and it's like 12 degrees fahrenheit and like i have just like summer boots like this summer jacket like you know lightweight jacket and then like we're marching and we're i don't know maybe a mile in and like i go to take a sip of water and all my fucking water is frozen Mm -hmm. i'm like how do you people do that like 
I and so like, then mm-hmm. I spent the rest of the whole training session with frozen like five That's liters funny. of frozen water. But so, so I guess I, I think the argument would be we don't. And there is a stupid <laughs> version of you know, not to get political or, or anything like that. There is a stupid version of just get used to the cold. No, bundle up, stay warm, and don't go out into it unless you need to. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's the other alternative of it. It's not a matter of like, well, I'm Canadian, so I'm just like naturally adept to the cold. No, cold is bad. Your your blood freezes, things happen to you. So like, I, I can see what you're saying because I, I would say like, that was not good versions of cold. You should not have been out in that stuff in that temperature. That's silliness to me. You know, I wore my winter coat for the first time yesterday as I decided in negative eight degrees Celsius to light a fire and cook a steak over the fire. <laughs> and like I paid for that. That wasn't a fun experience, but like I wanted to do it. <laughs> was it type two fun? Yes, it was junk fun. Uh, <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, I would just argue that there, there's ways around the cold. There's no way around the heat. You just there's, have to embrace it. There's no, well, then that's the same about the cold, isn't it? There's no n- natural anti-heat, right? There's no, except for shade. Like, you could go sit under a tree and hope shit goes well. And then there's no bees. And like, I don't like the heat because you can't escape it. Right. I have multiple fans, air conditioner, all that shit. But like heat's heat. If it's gross outside and as a ginger, I'm going to burn in seconds. The fridge door is going to burn me tonight. Like it's, I have such translucent skin. So, you know, the alternative is I just, I don't think I could live in forever heat. I won't even travel to the damn Ecuador equator because like my dad's always trying to get me to go to Cuba. I was like, I don't want to go there. It sounds hot. The food sounds bad. Like I don't want to go to Cuba. So I think there's an alternative too. Right. And I'm sure at some point I would like the heat. I did enjoy it in Ohio when it was a little warmer than it was here, but I don't think, I don't think I'm a heat person myself. Well, at least in in the heat, you're not going to like get frostbite. True, but I'm also not going to get frostbite in the cold because I can put on socks and boots. I could suffer from sunstroke, dehydration, and a series of things in the heat that I have no way of avoiding other than get out of the heat. <laughs> so I, suppose. Uh, I, I just noticed something. She's she's upset that it's sixty-ish degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, she has a she has her, she has her ceiling fan on in the room. So <laughs> it's so cold. She has so- her ceiling fan on. I'm I'm not upset that it's sixty degrees. I'm just saying, like I I'm gotcha. cold in sixty degrees. Well, yeah, sixty. How are, how do you live lives where it's way colder yeah. than sixty degrees? Well, do you, do you I mean, but have, the this. Sorry, what's that? Do you guys have fur? Do you have a furnace at all? Like, do you have any kind? Do you have like what? Should, do you have any heating source in your home? Well, like we have the the HVAC that okay. like, well, you I know, I know put certain, it to heat. Yeah, yeah, I know some places uh, we, like, we they don't, legitimately don't have furnaces because they, they, they Texas has so, Texas is like that. They just yeah. don't have them. They don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a furnace, but like, there's the heat switch on the HVAC no, that's, thing. That's, but that's like, we fun. haven't had it on all all year. Yeah. So for the, for reference, when I say negative eight degrees Celsius, that is a uh, seventeen Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what it was here all week, basically, but a little yeah. less. 
but yeah, no, this, the, it's funny you had mentioned the frozen water. Cause I, uh, you know, I, I work out of a work truck and I always have a, a you know, a gallon of Poland Springs water with me. Well, I think it's the, it's, it's the heavy duty three liter jug, but usually I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll fill it up and I'll put it back in the truck every night before I leave work. But you know, this week I couldn't do that because I left it in the one night and it was a fucking, yep. it was a seven pound block of ice that yep. I had to like, that I had to like <laughs> leave on the, uh, the, the heat register and it was still frozen by the time I got the job site. So I, and then I had to go to the gas station at lunch and get water. Cause I still only had like an inch of water out of that thing. So then that, like, that's the rest true. of the week I've had to, where the rest of the week I've had to bring my water in, leave it, leave it in my heated office to then, you know, take it back out to the truck the next you, day. You can't leave shit in your car in the cold. That's the one thing. Like you got to watch. Cause like, if you have sparkling water in the car, It'll explode. <laughs> oh, for It'll sure. explode. Beer is probably going to explode. Well, beer might not because the alcohol kind of keeps it nice, but the like op soda, cola, whatever we were calling mm. it today, it's going to explode. So you can't have like cold things. But interestingly, um, we have uh, a crew member from Iqaluit, which is in Nunavut, which is um, – it's just really far up north. It's uh, it's up in the Baffin Islands area. Uh, I'm watching True Detective, the new season that just came out, and it Ooh, takes place in Alaska. Okay. And I'm watching that going, I could live like that. Like in that just like extreme cold where like you need to bundle up to go to the store, but it's such a close-knit community for that reason. Like I, I it romanticize a little bit about just living that far away from humans. Maybe that's what I like about the cold too, is everybody shuts up and leaves you alone. <laughs> I saw a picture on Facebook from, uh, I think I'm in like a Northern exposure, like fan club group or whatever. And someone posted, uh, something in Alaska. It was like, it was, uh, you know, it was the, it was just like a billboard. It was one of those, a, di- a digital billboard at like a gas station or something. And it was negative 60, like Fahrenheit. Jesus. What the fuck? Like, I don't even know if that's pot, like negative 60 Fahrenheit is like, you're dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You fucking- Any exposed skin is gone. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 that's RIP. Like that would be crazy. Uh, my wife would definitely love to not live in the cold. Like, I mean, cause it, it, it inhibits her from getting her walks in pretty much all winter. Cause she doesn't like the treadmill and she fucking, you know, don't know, doesn't want to risk falling on the ice and stuff. So like, yeah, if we end up moving, it's probably going to be out West somewhere or some point in my adult life or well, in my, <laughs> in my later years possibly. But, uh, I don't know. I've just never not known it. Same, the same as you, like you've never not known, you know, just hot all year. <laughs> Yeah, like you were saying, you can't leave your water in in the truck. The flip side of that is, I'm I'm excited for this time of year because I can leave my chapstick and my gum in the car and it won't melt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) there's nothing worse than opening a pack of gum that you forgot in the car during the summer and it's just like liquefied. Oh yeah, the chapstick one too, just everywhere. Beard oil too. Gross. You leave that in the car, it's just fucking gone in the heat. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right. Was that the only question you had for us? That that is because I I just like at this time of year I just can't I just can't conceptualize. Super relevant too. So you, I'm sure there's yeah. other crew that were wondering the same thing. Do you have you not or visited, the, or sorry oh sorry go ahead have you not visited places that actually experience like dramatic cold temperatures have you like have have you ever she been just somewhere? told the story. Did I miss it? Well, I so I think like I told I, you I couldn't my, pay attention because I was still on the whole Celsius thing. <laughs> you talked about Oklahoma. You're right. Never well, mind. Well, I've been yeah, to yep, I've yep, been yep, to yep. Germany guess, in yeah. this and like I spent two winters in Germany. Too. So like that that was that was pretty my, that was my experience. But I was in Germany, so it was like I'm in Germany. Yep. Yeah, you know. 
Yep, you're Not right. I, I, I definitely heard that story. I was. Uh, That's why she has Uber couch. Because of her time in Germany. <laughs> Uber couch. <laughs> Wunder couch. Well, this is a blast. I had fun. Uh, I know we were all a little nervous. Uh, like I was a little nervous because we had like we had such minimal uh, interactions. Whereas I think everyone else have had at least like a slightly more rapport going in. But this was, I think, this I'm was great. I for one am amped to be under three hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go watch Reacher, but it's just like the, one of the things that the feedback I get, at least from the people in my life is three hours is so daunting. How do yeah. you guys do three hours? And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do it anymore. I wish I could do less. <laughs> I, always, I think we always say like two hours is the goal, but then it is just like, I don't know. This is like, this is going to be just over two hours. So I think it's perfect. And I think, you know, anyone, I think everyone's going to get to know it. you a lot better. Uh, you know, hopefully, you can get a lot more, uh, you know, followers on Instagram, follow people back, you know, like, you know, get little side conversations with crew from that. So eventually when you do either make it to the Arnold or make it out to, you know, the lift hard, live easy, you're just gonna be like, Oh, I've been talking to you for a couple of years. Like we're friends. Yeah. It's like, it's so much easier. Like, especially with this, like people are going to feel more comfortable, you know, DMing you or just commenting on your shit. So just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, kudos to you for putting yourself out there and accepting the, uh, the invitation, uh, and worst you know, case. Now you have to stick around for a bit. <laughs> you can't you can't leave the crew now because now we're all going to be looking for you. Um, it's like where where do we? Well, find thanks you? for having me on. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Please, that's that's what we're going to do. Is do the yeah. Outside. Thanks for having me on. Um, I know I'm just like a lurker in the in the Discord, but um, it's it's always nice to chit chat. So thank you. And it's always important to get to know the people that aren't the active the elders the forefront whatever you want to call them because like there's still 300 of us there's maybe 10 to 20 of us that are constantly active there's still over 300 other people in there that like it would be really cool to get to know more maybe maybe it makes you more active maybe not but maybe it just makes it make more sense when you finally are you know yeah definitely yeah all right uh, Definitely would love to see you more active in there, but, uh, you know, no, no pressure, but I think it's the more active you are, definitely the more people get to know you, but you know, that's, that's entirely on you. Uh, and don't, you know. don't be afraid of big Matt, mostly squat videos. He talks a big game. He's got a wicked back, but he's got, a, he's got a little bite. Uh, that's why he didn't show up today. We actually nice. invited him on here to interview you and he just didn't, he didn't show up again. So well, he's, he's well, there you go. He's too who's he's too busy missing overhead presses with the logs. So you know he's. <laughs> you got to be careful calling people like that out. <laughs> oh no! Well, that's me. I always pick on people that are like sixty percent stronger than me because it's like you know it, it's more of a bit. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, you know, Tanner. You know he's he's he, he's real weak. You know and stuff like that. It's Tanner's like, got no quads. I was yeah, still... no quads. He <laughs> At least he couldn't uh, seven years ago. That's for sure. <laughs> all right so we are unpaid and underrated podcast you can find us at unpaidinternpodcast.com i am big keith you can follow me at keith honeycat 73 go follow my orange gym the no wine cellar and we got uh big joey and big laura i'll tell you where they're at oh uh, laura you go first everybody knows me uh, i'm on instagram at laura running wild l-a-r-a know you <laughs> Lara. See, it goes right there with Deckel and Deca, Lara. Like, <laughs> I think I've brought it up before that there's um, uh, a movie called Good Cop, Bon Cop at a hearing in Canada. And um, the the English-speaking 
police officers do in an in the autopsy room and he he says the word tattoo he's like oh yeah look at this person's tattoo and the french speaking coroner looks at him and goes you got one t two t's two o's and your focus is that one a what a weird choice of language <laughs> tattoo is because <laughs> it's tattoo right because there's more um it's just it's always just funny the 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 dialects and the colloquialisms. Uh, I'm Joey. You can find me at Joey underscore. Let's go. I'm L-E-C-Z-K-O. And like I said last week, it turns out there's a lot of you that aren't following me. And it's kind of wild. Like, Lara, you were an example of that where I was like, okay, I'll go follow them. And I was like, how am I not? How am I not already? You were, I think I brought it up last week. There's a bunch of people that we, I don't connect with on Instagram. And you were one of them. So you were kind of the example of me to stop saying, you already follow me. I don't even remind <laughs> you who I am. No, no, you're a good example of like, no, I guess not everybody is. There's a there's a new crew coming like every day or two. So it's like I, I've been I've been trying to make a point now to like as soon as they come in, I'll like, you know, try to get a hold of them somehow or you know, try to figure out where they're at on mm-hmm. Instagram and follow them on both pages. But it's like no one wants to post their socials half the time. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm I can't find you. I don't know who the fuck you are. And it's like post your oh, handles. Post your you know, handles. But uh, I think that's a wrap this week. So we'll go ahead and dive right in and we will uh, see you next Tuesday.